Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. You got to give me a sack, Chandler. Uh, give me a sack. Sack! Yes. <laughs> How about those freaking pirates? It's a me, a man's a Garcia. <laughs> Puedes pintar este violeta. Y'all are intimidating guys, you know what I'm saying? Y'all are famous, y'all are celebrity-type guys, and that's intimidating. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in to Pirate Radio Live. It is party day. Looking forward to that tonight and looking forward to a fun show, talking a lot of football here on the program on this Thursday afternoon with Shirley Rhodes alongside the chan man chandler honeycutt already fanning himself he has worked so hard today uh so chandler have a sit relax and uh produce this program uh the way you know how on pirate radio 92.7 fm in greenville 104.1 in washington you can find us on 1250 9 30 online pr927fm.com and watch the show be a part of the show on facebook live and youtube we have folks hanging out there but uh, a few likes but no comments so hey football is here we got some games tonight we'll talk about that coming up in a moment ken wadlington will join us to catch us up on the high school football schedule with the weather rolling in some games were going to be played on thursday looks like we're going to have pretty much a traditional friday night of high school football we'll run down some of the games with ken wadlington coming up in just a moment ecu hall of famer marcus crandall will join us coming up at four o'clock we got the big man on campus jeff nadu joining us to break down week one coming up in hour number one we'll have two week one breakdowns for you one in hour number one with nadu and one in hour number three with emory hunt from cbs sports hq we see we watch him a lot on tv uh while we're doing the show here in the afternoons and always like talking football with emory so he'll be on later on in today's show also expecting ken knox from chairman of the board to drop by one of two kins uh, who will join us on today's program uh he's supposed to be coming by in hour number two to get you ready for chairman of the board coming up tonight at the pirate radio football kickoff party we will be selling these awesome uh the voice t-shirts in honor of our friend jeff charles the legend they will be 20 bucks and all the proceeds for the party and for the shirts will go to the jeff charles scholarship fund so we're gonna have a uh fantastic fun night tonight shirley rhodes will be there chandler honeycutt will be there cutting a rug i will be there trying to watch football (laughs) And Ken Wadlington may make a an appearance as well. Hello, Ken. What's up? I'll be there. Not may make an appearance. I'll be there. I, I I'm I'm kind of shocked. Ellerby handed me a ticket and said, "Would you like to come?" I said, "Yeah, I'll be there." As busy a man you are, listen, I'm I'm a little surprised, but pleasantly surprised. You make room in your schedule to celebrate the start of the college football season and to salute Jeff Charles. Absolutely. 10-4 on that one. Uh, we've got some folks hanging out with us, including Elliot. Happy Thursday. Go Pirates. Looking forward to the show today, and especially the fifth quarter on Saturday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, boy. And we're going to have uh, some newcomers to the fifth quarter, so y'all be nice to Marcus Crandall and Jason Nichols. Look, I can take your your anger, your hatred, your, your punishment after an ECU loss, but be nice to those guys week one for me. Do me a favor. And it's Michigan, right? I it's mean, Michigan. Michigan. 
now number two team in the nation everything it's about perspective ken like you lose yeah. to michigan 42 to 24 you, you don't feel terrible about that i don't right. think you lose 73 to 3 a little different there's gonna be people upset yeah. so it's about the effort it is and uh hey do we want it more if we want it more we can win on saturday if, a- if app state can do it i'm just practicing in my fifth quarter call <laughs> app state did indeed go and do yeah. that ken wallington all those years ago yep. 2007 2007 all right uh jamie says uh do you guys run out of questions or get tired of trying to do new interviews every day with the coaching staff seems like it's oversaturated just ready for games yes I, I'm, I'm running out of stuff to say on this show i'll be honest i'm surprised there's as much availability with the coaching staff every day of the week. Usually it's, you know, your, your Tuesday well, thing and that's it. And the, but here at ECU, you, you get multiple chances to talk to people. I, yeah, that's that's well, nice we, to have that availability. We get Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Yeah. Tuesday press conference and uh, we'll talk to some players on Tuesday. Wednesday we get to hear from the coordinators. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I'll definitely take that. Uh, Russ said, Clip, see what happens when depth chart is not released? It causes mayhem. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean uh joey intern joey says come see me and db at the table to sell you those beautiful shirts that's right joey does more for this show when he's not here than when he is here (laughs) but joey we thank you for being a part of uh the program and that's right db and joey will be slinging shirts tonight so go see them and uh tell 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 our interns how great of a job they're doing we got some great interns this year so excited about that brian bailey will definitely be stealing him soon in fact i've already seen him talking to danny beal trying oh, to get sure. him to nc no question he might try to give him a job we're shorter a few people <laughs> all right uh let's get to our fleet feet rundown brought to you by fleet feet ken have we asked you your shoe size i don't think you have matt do you mind take a guess I'm going to say you're a good 10 and a half, 11. Nine and a half, 10. Okay. Uh, I was in the ballpark. Depends on the brand. Uh, you can find out your exact size, your arch width, your arch height with that 3D foot scanner over at Fleet Feet, the great one-on-one service. Uh, they can take care of you at 207 East Arlington Boulevard in the old Gordon's Golf location. Fleet Feet, they run for you. Hopefully, you got some comfortable shoes tonight. Um, got your shag shoes on. That's tonight. right. Chandler, you ready to go? You ready to shag? He gives me a head nod. He's busy. All right, go. Look, do got, you work? Don't worry. We got it covered on the air. Russ was referring to a comment that I made on some website that we don't talk about on the show. And no, it's not like an adult website. It's uh, name redacted. Name redacted's website. <laughs> yeah, it was a comment I made on Hoist the Colors. And uh, <laughs> like anything on a message board these days, the comment, the, the the thread is about a depth chart, and it ends up with right-wing people and left-wing people going crazy about something. Every message board, every <laughs> no matter sport, the every situation in America, that's <laughs> what it comes down we're to. We're literally talking about an ECU depth chart, and you got people losing their minds. Oh, man. It, it really gets to me. America. America. Ken, how about a little Thursday night look over at the slate tonight, uh, including a team in the state of North Carolina, NC State, kicking off their season against the uh, UConn Huskies. Yeah. I don't know much about state, so I'm just going to go off what I know about the Dave Doran tenure and say they're going to go s- eight and five. Yeah, seven and five, win a bowl game, eight and five. Yeah. 
Right. Listen, I think there's some optimism in West Raleigh this year. You got Brendan Armstrong, who had a pretty good career at Virginia. I liked him at Virginia, although he can sling the rock as a left. What happened last year? Yeah, didn't have a great year, but the whole team didn't have a good year. No. And then obviously the season ended in tragedy. And uh, hope for the best for Virginia this year. But 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 Armstrong can play. He can he can rack up some yards in a hurry. He comes in there with a new offensive coordinator who was his offensive coordinator, Robert and I, uh, Ruff's buddy. Yeah. And the defense retor- returns six or seven guys, including Peyton Wilson. I mean, I think State's going to be pretty good. I see them cracking the top 25 at some point. Definitely if they win their first two games because they went, they play on the road at UConn. Then they got Notre Dame at home next week. I love doing this with uh, another newsman. I'm not going to say his name. Let's say it. Let's say his name is Bobby South. Bobby South. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Bobby South. Uh, likes to he also had one show. What's it called? Likes to cut. Co- uh, I think it's something like the um, uh, the press coverage. Blitz! The Blitz. Oh, Bobby South and I like to talk about. All right, State's gonna beat UConn. They'll beat Notre Dame and lose at Virginia, or they'll beat Clemson, beat Miami, lose at Wake Forest. Like they love to win one they shouldn't and yeah. lose one they shouldn't. Yeah. I think the pack will be good. They'll, they'll challenge for the top four or five spots in the ACC, I think. All right. Uh, that is coming up tonight, 7.30 CBS Sports Network. Florida at Utah, the Urban Meyer the Urban Bowl. Meyer Bowl. Uh, this where, game's going to be Urban a real— Meyer start his co- college coaching career? Bowling Green, my yes, friend. he did indeed. I'm a sports trivia host. County, Ohio. <laughs> uh, this game's going to be a real grind tonight. Yeah, See, it should that's be. That's the, yeah, it should the be. joke I wanted yeah, to get in. I don't— I don't know anything about either one of these teams. So. All right. Fair enough. We'll move on. <laughs> but I will by week five. Matt Rule is back. Yeah, he is. As we said on the show yesterday, Wager McGee likes Nebraska. And I'm scared to bet on Matt Rule. But betting on Matt Rule in college is a little bit different than betting on Matt Rule in the pros. He has been fantastic as a college coach. But can he bring Nebraska back? I don't think Nebraska's ever going to be what they were when we were growing up. No, no. I mean, it was a different day and age with old Tom Osborne and was it Tommy Frazier? Tommy Frazier, Lawrence Phillips, Eric Crouch. Remember him? Crouch. Uh, At some point, kids started to realize, why the hell am I going to go to school at Nebraska when I can go to all these other places? Uh, My now former co-worker, Garrett Short, um, is from Indiana, Illinois area, and he just talks about how just depressing and awful Nebraska is. As if anyone's state, listening and watching from Nebraska, we don't mean to disparage it. I'm sure I've never beautiful. been, yeah. but but he's like, man, it's the worst place in the world. I hate to go off topic here, especially <laughs> with sports, but how about that scene last night oh, yeah. with the volleyball yeah. game? That was pretty cool. 90 plus thousand. The Over 92,000 for that volleyball game. Largest crowd for a, a women's sporting event in the world ever. That's amazing. Pretty electric. Chandler, I don't want you to ever apologize for <laughs> bringing me a did you see to the show remember did you see i gave you full you know availability to do that and that was a great example of it so thank you jamie says miami of ohio school of what former nfl quarterback you're talking <laughs> jamie what kind of show do you think this is you think this is like fisher price my first sports radio <laughs> i'm not get out of here man it's miami miami this weekend though. that's kind of cool that it is it's good like the spider-man meme they're pointing at each other <laughs> I'll do you one better, Jamie. You want to ask me a stupid Ben Roethlisberger question? I'll ask. This is the oh, kind of trivia I, got, I like. I got a Ben Roethlisberger question. Where do you play high school football? Uh, Pennsylvania. Mm-mm. Ohio. 
It's uh, about 20 miles south of Bowling Green, Ohio. Yeah, because he was like, as a quarterback, his record in the state of Ohio was stupid because he always won with the Steelers. He won a lot in Miami and in the high school as well, I guess. Yeah, He played at Finley High School in Finley, Ohio. Uh, oh, Jamie's talking to the chat, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to impose you know, to you, on y'all's conversation. Yeah. Um, we already know where, that you know where Big B went to school. Hey, what Super Bowl winning head coach, active head coach, played wide receiver in Miami of Ohio? There you go, chat boys. Run with that. All right. Um, and also coming up Sean tonight... McKay. Yes, that's correct. Oh, yep. okay, cool. Look at this guy. <laughs> Look at this guy over here. Uh, good stuff. All right, Ken, uh, let's get to the high school slate. We got D.H. Conley football coming up Friday night against... It's supposed to be tonight. Yeah. Uh, they're headed to Wilson. I forget which Wilson they're playing. I think they're on the hunt. They're on the hunt at Wilson Hunt. James B. Hunt High School. Yes, yes. So uh, that'll be coming up Friday night. We'll have that for you after the high school huddle with Morgan Aylers. Brian Bailey is passing the keys. He's saying, all right, son. Don't let me down. Ken Watlington hosting Touchdown Friday. Uh, thoughts and prayers. Uh, <laughs> send them my way. Now it's going to be great. Uh, we actually ended up with uh, a few extra games than we expected for Friday night because originally a lot of them were moved to Thursday to try to get an early start on the Labor Day weekend. But with the storm, uh, even though it's probably going to be all right for football tonight, everybody kind of moved their games forward. So we got a bunch of games coming your way from all over eastern North Carolina, all the way down to Wilmington. It's going to be a lot of fun Friday night. Uh, what games are you looking forward to, Ken? Uh, we got a really interesting game here in Pitt County uh, that you wouldn't think would be a marquee matchup, but it's going to be our game of the week. South Central 2-0, headed up Highway 11 to take on North Pitt at 1-0. Uh yeah, what was that? Was they have a like a built-in off week, week two? Or I guess so. That yeah. was this. You know, everybody gets a bye week, and I guess theirs was early in the season. All right. Uh, so, All of, yeah, you're right. Kind of a big game that you didn't have maybe a few weeks ago, right? And it's such a cool story with South Central. They've been down in football the last couple of years, but they know how to play some basketball down there in Winterville. And well, guess what happens? The guy who won them a state championship in basketball. Also, the athletic director named himself the football coach. So, Chris Cherry, also a graduate of Plymouth High School in Plymouth, North Carolina, like myself. So, we just know how to turn out winners. Chris Cherry did a series of interviews, and then he set a mirror in a chair <laughs> yeah. and interviewed himself You're and the said, best. you're the man for the and job. And now they're 2-0 if they get the win tonight. I mean, yeah. oh, not tonight. Tomorrow night, 3-0, you're feeling good as Heck you head yeah. into conference play. And you got a tough, tough conference slate, so get oh, all the yeah. wins you can. Yeah, Havelock, Newburn, Rose. Yeah. And there's a murderer's row in that conference. All right, uh, so a big Friday night. Check out Ken Wallington and, I guess, no Brian Bailey, no Garrett Short. No I Garrett forgot Short. about the Garrett Short. We've factor. got uh, uh, a team, total team player, our weekend news anchor, Aaron Jenkins, is going to be our reporter for the game of the week. She'll get out there. She'll get the good, good awesome. highlights, the great post-game interviews. She'll knock it out the park. All right, Ken, good stuff, man. Yes, sir. We're going to go ahead and let you run because you're going to work, you're going to party, you're going to work. you got a lot going on today. There's one thing we didn't talk about, though. The biggest game of the night. Does it involve the Braves? It does. The Atlanta Braves and Spencer Strider at the Los Angeles Dodgers. It oh. is an NLCS preview. How many games are we have on the Dodgers? Uh, I believe four or four and a half. How about uh, John Gilbert told me yesterday during the break... He, oh boy, I wish I'd have paid attention more. <laughs> Spencer Strider grew up down the road from where he did. Winston Strider. Strider's from his, Columbus, right? There's a connection somewhere. So I believe what I heard was that Strider's wife 
and his daughter were friends in school. Yeah. And I believe they were in, I, th- I believe his daughter was in the wedding of Spencer And Strider. she has stayed there in Atlanta at his place and stuff. And so. Pretty cool. He might be the Cy Young winner. Hey, man. He, he really, I mean, he's got to get his ERA down over the next month or so, but he's got the strikeouts. He's leading the majors in wins. There's a buddy he's of mine, pretty good. Jake, that goes to sports trivia, cinder blockhead. Very smart guy. But, I think it was the first week of the season said, you know, Strider um, leading the league in strikeouts, you get pretty good odds on that. And I was like, yeah, cool. Wish I'd have taken it. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> That's a big winner. And it's not even close. Yeah, right. He's running away with it. Yeah. Ken, thanks for hanging out. We'll see Appreciate you tonight. It. Can't wait for tonight. Thanks uh, for having me. All right. There is Ken Watlington. We'll take a break. Come back. Jeff Nadu going to join us. Let me do a quick rundown. We got a Michigan fan in the chat. Go Blue. Joel, Joel says... I expect ECU to play well. They have proven to be a well-coached team in the past. We may be missing three starters in the secondary. All right, Mason, All right. light them up. Uh, Elliot says, is our radio announcer permanent or here till they find someone else? Jim Zoki is the interim announcer for ECU football. Let's, Until Clip takes over. That's right. Well, there is a big push to get Chandler Honeycutt as the new voice of the Pirates. At least by one guy I talked to in the parking lot earlier. Yeah. yeah. Was that guy Chandler? <laughs> no, it, was no it wasn't me. It, it was actually a, a real, real, real man. human being. A real human being. All right, let's take a break. Elliot says, my high school coach left us and went to Conley in the 90s to be the head coach of football. His name is Steve Kraft. Wonder if, he, if anybody knows him. Yes, I know him, and I'm friends with his son, who is also Steve. Thank you for that, Elliot. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday party time. Pirate Radio football kickoff party going on tonight. This is going to be the coolest temperature Pirate Radio football kickoff party of all time. There is a football cool nip to the air outside. And the uh, blue skies are starting to open up a little bit. Hey, you're my blue sky. You're my sunny day, as the Almond Brothers once said. Let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live Line. Joining us, the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. Football is here. Big man, how you doing? Great. How are you? Hey, fired up, ready to go. We got some games tonight we'll touch on, but uh, East Carolina and Michigan Saturday at the Big House, Jeff. And uh, at last check, it was a 36-point line, I believe, in that football game for the Pirates and the Wolverines. Total sitting in the low 50s. Uh, Jeff, uh, look, I'm... I'm five minutes down the road from this uh, the team and the stadium, and we cover it. And 
we don't know a whole lot about this offense. Mike Houston has been hush-hush about everything, including a depth chart and a starting quarterback. It's going to be Mason Garcia, but just a ton of unknowns on that side of the ball. So somebody like you looking for intel uh, probably has some trouble getting it from the Pirates as well. So you got to go off of what you know. I think the defense will be pretty good this year, Jeff. I don't know if that will show up on Saturday when they take on Michigan. Uh, but I don't know. What's your, your take on the Pirates and Wolverines? Uh, well, you know, I, I think the total's a bit low. Um, and, and look, all due respect, I don't think much is going to be contributed from East Carolina Pirates. However, I mean, Michigan in non-conference last year got into the 50s in every game, I believe. Yeah. One was like 49, but I mean, 52 is not crazy. Here's the issue that I have, though, and I'm just going to be frank. I mean, I, I wonder if ECU can score in this game. I'm being honest. I don't. I don't know where that's going to come from. I mean, look, if this is last year's team, obviously I wouldn't say such a thing. But I really have to wonder. I mean, Michigan's defense is stupendous. I mean, they're, they're one of the best in America. Um, you know, I, I wonder about Mace Garcia. I've said to you, and I, I'm not saying anything you just don't know down there, but I mean, it concerns me that Mason Garcia is, you know, look, he's not a, a freshman or something. I mean, he's a, you know, a quarterback that's been there a couple a year or two. I mean, he probably should have won the job, no? I mean, that that seems a bit concerning to me. I guess it's his job, but it didn't seem like it was a guarantee. And, and that's concerning against a really good uh, team, you know, in the big house that generally crushes teams like this. This game screams like 51-7 to me. I, I maybe look towards a ECU team total under. I, I just don't know if they can move the ball. Yeah, and and boy, Vegas does not have uh, East Carolina scoring many points in this game. When you look at a thirty-six point spread and a fifty-one and a half total, so if the Pirates do score, uh, you know, double digits, it would be, I guess, surprising if you look at this number. So, I man, I don't know. I I I think they can stick around, but. I don't know. We shall see. Uh, there's some other games I want to ask you about, Jeff. We'll bounce around, and then we'll get to some that you like tonight and this weekend. But uh, my favorite game of uh, that, that's not really a headliner is UTSA Houston. Uh, I think there could be you know some points in that game, but I've also kind of talked up UTSA this uh, this summer, so I I want to see them do well in year one of the American just for for my sake. Uh, they are road favorites against the Cougars, against Dana Holgerson's guys. Uh, what do you think about that matchup? Yeah, I think the numbers um telling, right? I mean, you have a Houston team that obviously loses Clayton Toon. They lose um, Tank Dell. Um, they actually gain Malik Fleming, which is interesting, who was at ECU, as you know. Yeah. Um, but you look at defensively, I, I still think they're a team that's going to have some issues. Um, I look at UTSA. I think this is the strongest UTA team they've had. Um you know, they're playing in massive revenge. If you watched this game last year, this game yeah. three overtimes, and then they lost on the uh, going for two. Um, so that's something that I think it really kind of bodes into this. Plus, throwing the fact that, as you said, this is a road game and they are a favorite. Um, keep in mind, they didn't open favorite, though. This has been bet up. Uh, sharp money's all over UTSA. I agree. I bet UTSA. I love them here. I'm very high on this team. 
I think they are the best team in the AAC. Uh, yeah, you've got them winning it. The team that won it last year was Tulane. They got South Alabama coming up on Saturday night. And Tulane's got the number beside their name, and they deserve it from what they did last year. And coach coming back, quarterback coming back. But uh, I know the South Alabama team, they know how to win, Jeff. And, and the number is inside of a touchdown here is uh, Tulane on upset watch Saturday night. Boy, that was such a good question. I got Nadu stumped. <laughs> Hopefully, he'll call us back. Oh, there you are, Jeff. You there? I might have hit the. Uh, I might have hit the um, mute button. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think Tulane is obviously right up there with, with that uh, SMU and 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 um, you know UTSA, but South Alabama is pretty good as well. I have them as the top team in the Sun Belt. Carter Bradley's back. You know, the run game is really good down there. They can move the football. They almost upset UCLA last year. Um, yeah, I think if you can grab a seven, I th- think this really screams kind of it, – it's similar to me with this game tonight between Nebraska and Minnesota. I just think it's too many points. I think um, – yeah, I think that's USA's a team. Now, my issue here is there are certain individuals that have bet this game that I <laughs> the same side of. Okay. So I'll just say that. But, uh, you know, I, I think, you know – I, I would lean maybe money line here. Maybe get some bang out of your buck here. All right, let me ask you about three teams in the state of North Carolina, Jeff, all involved in interesting games. And and one is tonight, NC State, UConn. Interesting because, you know, State comes into the season with kind of what they always are. They'll win seven or eight games. Dave Doran will be on the hot seat one week, then win two in a row, and then he'll lose one. That's kind of what they do. It's interesting because UConn has had a bit of a resurgence, and State is a two-touchdown favorite tonight on the road in East Hartford. Any thoughts on that matchup or those two teams? Uh, I didn't really have much on this one. I think, um, you know, NC State is a team that I think offensively is going to look pretty good as usual. They have Robert and Nye as the new offensive coordinator, new uh, quarterback down there as well. I feel like Brennan Armstrong was a guy at Virginia that two years ago was terrific. Yeah. And, and I had a coordinator there. They should move the ball with ease. Um, but UConn's always pesky. I mean, obviously a group last year that very much surprised. I don't think any of us thought they could – get the six wins and they found a way to do it i kind of had this at like 34 17 i kind of like their team total nc state a little bit i feel like they get into the 30s here um numbers not great but it is under 31 which helps i kind of like that i mean they faced uh uconn last year dropped 41 i think this is probably a better offense so i kind of if i'm going to play anything i would just kind of focus on nc state uh offense i think they move the ball no interesting clip you know, 83% of the actual money coming in is on UConn. This number was 16. It's been bet down. So, wow. You know, sharper money's coming in and taking the, the home uh, dog here. All right, game in the state of North Carolina. Charlotte coming up Saturday night. North Carolina, South Carolina. How about a total in the mid-60s for two talented quarterbacks, Jeff? Uh, will any defense be able to stop the other? And you got Drake May, Spencer Rattler. Uh, what do you think about the uh, the Carolinas going at it on Saturday night? Yeah, and it's more likely that a stop comes from South Carolina. I actually think their secondary is very good. I think they have a good defense. Um, and in these types of games, this is where you can make some extra profit by just taking money line. I don't really care that much about the two points. I'll just take the money line, get some extra juice back, play it at you know, 120, plus 120. 
I think South Carolina goes in and wins this game. This is a great game. Going to be a fun one on Sunday night. Um, you know, I obviously love Drake May, and, 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 you know, I think he's a great quarterback. But the truth is, I just don't really trust their defense. I know South Carolina always has a quality secondary, and they have one of the best in the SEC. I'll take Spencer Rattler, big stage, Shane Beamer, like this spot for them. All right, and one more involving the team in our state, Jeff, and that would be Duke. Uh, they get the Monday night game, the Monday night kickoff game at home against Clemson. There'll probably be a lot of orange in Wallace Wade Stadium coming up on Monday night. Uh, you know, Clemson is a obviously an ACC championship contender, but uh, I've seen people put them in there four. I, I think they could potentially get there at the end of the year. Although Duke, you talked about how surprising uh, some of these other teams were last year. Duke maybe the most surprising team in the country when they're able to win nine games last year. Can they give Clemson a fight uh, coming up on Monday night? Uh, I think it depends what you mean by fight. Like, I think, do I think they hang maybe within 17? Yeah, probably. I think at points it could be close, but I think this number is just too low. I think anything under 14, I think you have to play Clemson. I mean, I kind of had it like 41-24. I think Clemson's offense is going to be sick this year. I've said before, I very much like this team. I bet them a while ago to win the whole thing. A new offensive coordinator kind of moving on from Lago Lele. You have Klubnik. This is his team now. I think defensively, they're really strong. I think you know, we've kind of forgotten about Clemson for the last year or two. They're back now. And, and I think they kind of set, set the stage here on Monday night. They're the only game. Um, they're kind of that standalone game. Um, yeah, I, I like Clemson. I think this number's too low. You look at it opened 10, 10 and a half. It's been bet up. I think they just made a bad price on this game. Um, Clemson, if, if it stays under 14, I would I would be very interested. They do gave us a week one pick, uh, week zero. Uh, and I believe, Jeff, was that Baylor-Texas State over? Is that the one you told us last week? It is. It is. I, I'm, you know, that number is just bet up, bet up, bet up. Um, I think it's the best over on the board. Uh, there are some other good overs. I'll give you another play that, that I like. Um, kind of off the beaten path. It's tomorrow evening. Um, I like Hawaii on the money line, plus 135 against Stanford. Don't really understand why Stanford's a road favorite, especially in Hawaii. A couple things here. I think Hawaii's a better team. Stanford is not vintage Stanford. This is not David Shaw and Andrew Luck and, 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 and you know, Toby Gerhardt. This is a bad roster with a first-year coach that's from the FCS. You now have to go on the road to Hawaii, a team that's already played with a quality quarterback, probably could have got the win if they played, you know, maybe five, six more minutes. And you're playing in a place right now that has a lot of people that are looking for an outlet outside of their life. And Hawaii football, if you follow it, they very much love football in that area. I think Hawaii emotionally plays for that state. I'm not big on emotional stuff, Clip, if you know me, but – I think this is a great spot for Hawaii. Um, I really like them here. I think they win this game. I'll take the plus 135 with Braden Shager and the boys. Keep in mind, Clip, just want to point this out. Last five games at home, Hawaii's 5-0 and against the spread. So if you like the three, grab it. I'm going to play a little harder. That'll be late night coming up on Friday night. Jeff Nadu joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Nadu, we've got our Bud Light pregame tailgate kicking off 8 a.m. Saturday morning. Uh, in the past couple of years, we've been able to hook up with you on Saturdays. So uh, I'll see if we can do that again if you're not busy on Saturday morning. 
Well, you know, Cliff, I, you know, I, I would tend to be busy for a lot of people, but for you, I would always be available. What a guy. What a guy. Beautiful woman in my life. Always available. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Nadu, uh, anything to plug? I know you always got a lot going on. Sit down podcast and otherwise. What you got going on now? Yeah, I would just say follow me on Twitter, at Jeff Nadu. I have some, uh, you know, some all sorts of content that I'm doing privately. I got one that I'm kind of debuting soon, so... You know, keep abreast. I'm just staying busy. I got all sorts of things going on. So thanks for having me as always. I'll talk to you Saturday. Yes, sir. We'll talk to the big man on campus Saturday following a Thursday night and Friday night of football. And didn't really dive into it there, but sounds like uh, like Wager McGee. He is on the side of Matt Rule tonight. Uh, Chandler, let me ask you, because I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to tell Wager and tell they do. And, and betting on Matt Rule in college is a lot different than the pros. He has been a great college coach. As a Panthers fan, can you stomach taking Nebraska in a football game? Or do you have too many ill thoughts still towards your former head coach? I guess the answer is that I can stomach it because I took the Cornhuskers. Big Red. Yeah, he's had Plus the, the points. The black shirt defense at Nebraska, you and I, black shirts, it's all lining up. Yes, sir. Well, I like corn. Do you like corn? Yeah. I love corn. The cream, cream corn is the best. Really? I love cream corn. Huh. No, Shirley? No. I wouldn't say it's the best. I mean, I'm a cob guy. I'm a... I'm a total cob girl. <laughs> If you you're a cob girl if that didn't pick up on mike shirley said i'm a total cob girl so there you go uh rara says this feels like the first year without shane carden with pirate nation really not knowing what to expect out of this team i would agree i would agree with that feels like the first year without dominique davis when we were getting to know rio johnson and shane carden it's um it's exciting i guess different anytime there's something different it's exciting but it's a little makes you a little nervous not knowing your personnel yeah and like who's gonna be the man like but i feel like we know him but we don't know him well enough because he's been here so long speaking of mason garcia yes and we've seen him starting a game but you have to date back three years ago during covid so I mean, there's just so I, there, you have to think there's so much growth in his game since then, um, and we shall find out on Saturday come noon. All right, um, you smell that? Todd hmm. said, "I can smell college football in the air, and what a scent it is!" Just get put that, you can bottle that up for me. And I want to spray it. it my way. Yeah, I want it year-round. Can you actually split up that into two bottles? And can I get one, please? Put a little on the neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that? What's that smell? Spray a little in the car. Uh, what's that cologne? College football. It is exciting. Isn't that crazy? You ever think about like how crazy it is, like what can affect your mood and just your overall outlook on things? strangers running around in matching shirts and pants wearing helmets hitting each other gets us so excited it's kind of weird when you think about it right it is weird especially if you're from an outside world and you come in here and you're like you're excited about this well yeah i am 
Yeah, this is like... And then come November, we're going to be excited about strangers in shorts and sleeveless shirts Yeah, dribbling a basketball. Just like there's, they're out there on, uh, on wood, a wood surface, just bouncing a ball up and down. And there's two baskets. Elevated. Elevated. Yeah. Ten feet in the air. Yeah. And we get excited about that. We we lose our minds over it. We get excited about it. We get happy about it. We get sad about it. We get mad about it. And the most excited we get about it when it comes to basketball, there's this one month that we call we call it madness. March madness. That's crazy to think about if you think about it. <laughs> Let's take a break before our minds blow. <laughs> Slam off our heads, off our shoulders. When we return, we'll wrap up our number one. Coming up, hour two, we got Marcus Crandall, ECU Hall of Famer. Coming up, hour three, Emery Hunt, CBS Sports HQ. A lot to go, by the way, for our YouTube audience. I hope you're sitting down. I got some real bad news for you. The show, Pirate Radio Live, will go on as planned from 3 to 6. The live chat on YouTube and Facebook will cease to exist at 5 o'clock. We're shutting her down. So, Jamie, get out all your questions. Eric, get out all your dumb jokes. You got an hour and 20 minutes to do it. We're shutting her down at 5 o'clock. You have been warned. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Roland Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Power Radio Live. Steve Hill has entered the chat. Surely he wants uh, he wants to hear some old sound bites. All right, you ready to go? Really? Yeah. Go All ahead. right. He uh, he starts it out with Clip. Go Gator. Go Gator. Florida taking on Utah tonight. Mm. Burgly, uh, uh, a burglar, a burglar, a burglar, a Two little butt cheeks. It's two little butt cheeks. Swinging dingers. Oh, good Lord. Where is it? Uh, Swinging dingers. I want me some glory hole. I want me some glory hole. I got a little taco meat on my chest. I got a little taco meat on my chest. It was in the men's section. It was in the men's section. All right. All right. I'm a former long snapper. I'm a former long snapper. Ric Flair. Woo. Ric Flair. Woo. Oh, shakers here. I want to shake his hand. Tell him to bring me my money. I 
<laughs> I don't think you got that one. <laughs> oh, khaki pants. Oh, khaki pants. Help the bell. Dude. Oh, dude. Dude. My guy. Uh, which one? My guy. What, my guy? No, my guy. My guy. My guy. All right. Well done, Shirley. Thank you. You're uh, just, uh, that's a nice little brain uh, exercise. mouse exercise for Shirley Rhodes to make sure all the, uh, everything's clicking in the brain. Marcus Crandall, ECU Hall of Famer, joining us here in the Pirate Radio Studios. Marcus, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Blessed and highly favored. How about you? I'm doing great. Football is back. Had a little appetizer with Week Zero on Saturday. We got games tonight, games on Friday, and of course, East Carolina and Michigan coming up on Saturday. So, uh lot to be uh, excited about here we go <laughs> and it begins and it it doesn't stop like once you get in right, it absolutely. and then you know it of course as a player but on our end we're, we're kind of like players and coaches where you get through the game you get through the post game and you kind of are ready to move on to the next one and uh, and that's what these coaches and players have to do mike houston said it yesterday that they they know michigan they've seen enough film they've been in enough meetings they know Michigan. He talked about the turnaround coming up Sunday, Monday, when you got to get your attention to to the next team. That's when you really get into the cycle and, and everything goes so fast. You know what? That's the thing about football is it's probably pretty much the only sport that where you go all week and you're thinking about one team. Then on one day, that game is done and over with, and the next day you really have to move on, and that's the hardest part. Win or lose, right? Win, win or lose, <laughs> absolutely. Win or lose because you get up there on the wins and you're excited and elated about what happened uh, the previous day, and uh, then you have to look at the the next person, and so you can't get too excited because you got to do it all over again. Uh, I want to talk more ECU football with you coming up in hour two, but um, right now let's give some shout outs. Shout out to Isaiah Winstead making the practice squad for the 49ers and uh texted with him last night and he said he he this is not the top of the mountain for him marcus because uh he said i'll be on active soon so he he's got the vision he's got the mindset he's not satisfied with where he's at but man i'm really happy for him you know what? you really have to have that kind of mindset right and um trying to uh, get that roster spot and and uh the more hungry you are uh the the coaches and players around you are going to see that yeah uh they're going to i'm sure if he has that mentality his work ethic shows it as well so he's doing whatever he has to do uh that way to get to that point but uh good on him man good on him not being satisfied in uh the way he is where he is on the practice roster and trying to make that active roster. Holton Aylers learning the the life of an NFL player on the field and the business side of it. Has a, a very good preseason. Gets waived. Gets picked back up on the practice squad. So we knew Pete Carroll and and the Seahawks like what they saw in Holton Aylers and awesome to see him getting a shot there on the yeah, practice squad. again, he did a really good, nice job of uh, uh, doing what he does best in the preseason that's showcasing his skills, uh, which is an all-around skill set for him. Uh, very, I think uh, over the years at East Carolina, I really was impressed at how well he became more accurate uh, with the football. Um, and then um, as you get older and, and grow in the offense and uh, you, you learn how to make plays with your legs as, as much as possible, uh, I think he's going to learn when he get into the NFL. And uh, I think Geno Smith kind of alluded to it on the sidelines in one game in regards to, all right, you take off running. 
now you got to learn how to get down when after you get those yardage, man, and learn uh, you know <laughs> when when to get them and um, as far as when to get down and when to try and go for that extra yard and take on a couple of uh, hitters. Uh, Keaton Mitchell bypassing the practice squad. He is on the fifty-three man roster, Marcus and. Uh, and and Bryce Williams, I think, uh, said this, and, and Jason Nichols the other day as well. When you can do multiple things, you're valuable. And we saw what he can do running the football. Also opened some eyes on kick return. And if you can kind of save a roster spot and have a guy do both, teams love that. And uh, I think we could see Keaton uh, returning the opening kickoff for the Ravens. That's right, up this man. Year. The, the more you can do is the phrase that we used to use. The more you can do, the more opportunities you're going to get. And uh, good on him in regards to getting back there um, and uh, taking those kickoffs and finding a way to hit that 53. And Ryan Jones, East Carolina tight end, found his way in the box score, I think, one time as far as the catch goes, maybe a couple of times in the preseason. Uh, But they like what they saw in him. Obviously, a a very athletic uh, tight end can can do a number of things. And uh, he finds himself on the practice squad as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, at the tight end position these days, they're getting more looks. Uh, you got the George Kittles and Travis Kelsey and all those guys that are more athletic and uh, and can do multiple things on the offense um, in, in regards to being up there with the offensive line, uh, learning the blocking schemes and all those things, and being able to implement that into his repertoire is going to be good for him. So. That's probably why he's stuck on the roster. And a couple of other Pirates, uh, good to see – uh, Deontay Smith make the roster for the Bengals. Jaquan McMillan for the uh, Broncos. So uh, got got Pirates in the pros. We love to see that in the NFL. And of course, Marcus, as you know, got guys playing right now in the CFL. Yes, indeed. Good to see, man. Good to see for the Pirates fans. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping Winstead can make that 53. I told him I'd buy him a jersey. I'd buy myself a Winstead jersey if awesome. he does make it. So oh, really going to go a different shade of. look i'm a commander's guy (laughs) but but i'm a winstead guy hey i understand saw some news on uh shirley's dolphins they are beat up at the running back position and jeff wilson went on the ir today so they're down to like raheem mostert and i want to say an undrafted uh, rookie running back uh right now let's see they've got raheem mostert and undrafted rookie Chris Brooks as their healthy running backs heading into the season. So uh, some issues there in Miami. Uh, looking forward, we'll talk more NFL with you next week, Marcus, and uh, make some selections and things like that. But uh, Cowboys, I, I don't know. Are you still a Cowboys fan? I, I like watching all the teams. You're just a, I, a football I, I, fan I'm at this a point. I'm fan of the football, all NFL, CFL. Haven't watched any thing else outside of those two so if anybody can beat the chiefs this year who are the top contenders of course the the eagles played in the super bowl last year they've had some run-ins with the bills and the the Bengals over the years Uh, who stands in the way of kansas city this year man i really think baltimore is going to make a run for it this year um i think we're going to get a healthy lamar jackson uh, he's their their backfield is is man is explosive. They got a, a man a back after back after back at that position as far as um, you know the backups Gus Edwards and all those guys. And the options now at receivers Zay Flowers. The rookie. I hate to do player comparisons, but when I saw him playing that Monday night against Washington, looked like little Tyree Kill runner. He is super fast. Absolutely can man. get away. Takes the top um, off the coverage. They've got 
Beckham, if he's got anything left, which I think he probably does, uh, Rashad Bateman, and the second best tight end in football, probably right. Mark Andrews. That's right, man. A lot of weapons for uh, Lamar in that position, and 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 then him himself as far as uh, utilizing his legs as well with the RPOs and all those things that they all do, possibly. But they because they do have a new offensive coordinator, I believe, right. And so the offense is probably yeah. going to change a little bit. Uh, but I still foresee him using his legs um, as much as possible to do whatever he can do to help them get uh, fo- win football games. Marcus Crandall here in the Pirate Radio studios. He will join us hour two as well. We'll take a break as we go to break. How about this, Shirley? First time I've seen this, I don't want to say person, this uh, being in the chat. Grimesland Bigfoot is checking in. Interesting. Mm. Said, I've been following Holden since his D.H. Conley days. I knew he wasn't done in Seattle. That is right. Holden Aylers did have a Bigfoot sighting. And I guess this is that Bigfoot. And claims to have it on video, (laughs) although it's kind of grainy. It's a classic. Anytime you see a UFO or a Bigfoot video. It's always grainy. It's never clear. It's it's half pixelated. (laughs) Oh, trust me. I watch a lot of those I guess you could label them as sci-fi or whatever, but I watch a lot of those shows, Hunting for Bigfoot and you know, uh, Paranormal Caught on Camera. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of UFOs and things like that. So. I think Pete Carroll is a conspiracy guy. Maybe that's why he's keeping holding around. They can bond on their that's belief it. in Bigfoot. I wonder <laughs> if Pete Carroll has seen the video of the Grimesland Bigfoot. All right, let's take a break. Uh, we'll talk some pirate football. Uh, you got questions for Marcus, myself, or comments, get them in. And uh, we'll talk some pirate football when we return. Pirate Radio Live on a party Thursday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years, and you can shop online anytime at PirateWear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, big dog in the house. What up, big dog? What's up, man? Marcus, do you see uh, the Houston Cougars are throwing back the clock and going with the uh, Houston Oilers look? Yes. What do you think? Man, that is stellar. You like it? I I do. I really do. Um, because I think the Titans were thinking about doing that as well, I think, this year or something. Uh, yeah, I think they are going to go with the Oilers throwbacks. I remember yeah. Chris Johnson wearing those when he played. Man, they look those, pretty sharp. Those are, those are nice, man. I love those unis. One of the nicer unis back in the day, huh? Who, uh, who do you think of? Warren Moon? Warren Moon. They had the um, – man, they had a lot of receivers back then. I remember Some good randomly receivers. Ernest Givens comes Jefferson. to mind. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I see his face. Wasn't he? Wasn't Jerry Glanville the coach at one point? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. They went Good through Glanville, Glanville, and Bum. 
Bone yeah, Phillips. Oh, yeah, Bone Phillips, yeah. yeah. But I just remember Jerry Glanville because he, at the time, he was like the big character of, uh, uh, you know, football, mm-hmm. football coaches because, you know, most everybody was kind of straight-laced, but he was like the motorcycle-riding, Elvis Presley, you know, dressing kind of guy that just was kind of out there. I'm going to be a hater, and Uh-oh. I'm going to say that I don't like them. Why is that? Because the ECU's playing them. Well, no. Well, not it's, anymore. It's not, that, <laughs> yeah, it's not that, but it's that the school itself has no relevancy to, to, to the Oilers. It would be like if one of the Triangle schools just started wearing, or the University of Charlotte, if that came out in a Panther uniform. I kind of like the city synergy stuff. I like that Pittsburgh, all of Pittsburgh's teams are all black and gold. I now, that's cool. I don't mind that. So, like, if the Pittsburgh Panthers did a... A black and gold? Although their color, their uniforms are some of the best now that they've gone back now to the old... their uh, old school uniforms the blue are fantastic. And, yeah, they look really good. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Um, Jamie says, what would Marcus's emotions be going into a game like a game against Michigan? I guess saying you're playing the number two team in the country big underdogs would you be anxious nervous how would you feel i would feel very excited for one very excited and um just eager at the opportunity to um for us um going into their house the big house and uh with the possibility in my mind to go in there with an up come out of there with an upset win and um that just um that's just the type of person i am the type of player i was always looking for that underdog opportunity because of you know probably pretty much from where i'm from small town and all of that mm-hmm. but um but that's that's my mentality never give up always looking for the challenge and and um if if you're in my path of my goals let's go <laughs> <laughs> may the let's best go. man win yeah, absolutely um Jason Nichols, I said, what what advice, uh, what would you tell Mason Garcia uh, before this game? And he said, breathe. And uh, and on that note, Jamie says, how long does it take to get settled in uh, when you're in an environment in a big stage like that? How about you personally? Were you able to go out there, play one, calm, or did it take you a few? You know, after, um, after a couple of games, you know, coming from, um, you know, the small school and um, – getting up there and playing my first game on ESPN against Syracuse. I believe after that game, things kind of um, slowed down for me, even though I got hurt the very next game. But I was able to kind of um, build up to the next season going into the first game. Pretty calm for the most part, but but still probably a little nervous that first game. And then after, after that first game, my nerves started to calm down, uh, started to feel more just excitement and, and – um, just the the blessing of you know just playing the game being blessed to, to be able to be there and, and play the game uh, more so than the nerves robert asking how does the nfl team or you can go cfl in your experience duplicate the job of a college scout team he says practice squad starters or is it just film study walkthrough so in college, you've got your scout team that shows you looks. How about in professional football? Professional, it um, it depends on the coach. It really depends on the coach. You got a lot of coaches that that, that believe in ones versus ones all the time. 
um, and then giving the scout team a little look. But um, but I, I think um, they, they balance it out a little bit more. Um, over the years, or have balanced it out over the years, where you know they get the ones on ones, but at the same time, you're going um, to get those looks uh, with the with the scout team as far as what the other team is doing. Um, so it, it really depends on the coach. I and I've been involved in multiple <laughs> because I had different head coaches and coordinators, and and so um, yeah, we we've did it we've or we did it in a lot of different ways. Eric uh, says, what does Marcus think about Martin County only fielding one sports team now? We went from four teams to one in less than two decades, and he says they lost their hospital as well. Hmm. Yeah, Martin Martin General is gone. Um, all the other sports are gone, and um, yeah, they combined the schools, and uh, it, it's, it's dwindling, but um, hopefully, you know, we get – I think uh, the most important thing is, is when you – uh, when you have people that uh, aren't showing up for the different sports, uh, the interest isn't there, and and so you start to lose interest uh, as far as the having the programs around. Yeah. And so um, no choice, all right. Hopefully, um, <clears throat> we get some people or or in Martin County get some more athletes involved in other sports and able to bring it back at some point. All right, Marcus Crandall joining us here. Um, NFL news: the Patriots are officially back. They have picked up my favorite quarterback of the 2022 NFL draft. Matt Corral is Ah, a Patriot. He is. Panthers got rid of him. Patriots scoop him up. He's going to be the next Tom Brady. Mm. Wow. Mm. Is Zappy back as their backup? Zappy got cut yesterday. Uh, He did not get re-signed? He re-signed to the practice squad. He is a practice squatter. Okay. Yeah, because they cut like all of their quarterbacks, didn't they? Yes, the Patriots. Malik Cunningham. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And yeah Malik cut everybody, yeah. and then... Malik Cunningham was running quarterback and receiver in the same preseason game. Did he get picked up by yeah, he got practice squatted okay. by the Patriots. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, that seems like the kind of guy Belichick, he loves to put guys at different positions. He so. lo- Or used to. Yeah. I mean, during the Super Bowl runs, they had guys that played corner and wide receiver and... Mike Vrabel and uh, Teddy Bruschi going out for passes. Right. Mm -hmm. Be goal line tight ends and pullbacks. Um, Jamie says Clips buddy Chase Young once again hurt with a stinger. Oh. I haven't seen this. I haven't either. Chase Young. He's practicing, doing everything we need him to do. Oh, here we go. Well, hopefully that's not too serious. The yeah. singer, I mean, his status, it can be. His week one status is in question. His status is always in question. How is old uh, Turf Toe Terry looking? You know what? I was talking to a uh, Commanders fan last night, and he said, Terry McLaurin has, like, not been seen since then. Like, oh. I don't oh, uh, Not been oh, heard of. I don't know. So, I, I don't know. Was it, was it Turf Toe, ankle? I think it was an It ankle. was a toe, was I, a toe, I believe, okay. yeah. I missed Again, I, I don't know. Like, I thought dude. it was an ankle. I mean, I by all accounts, turf toe is horrible. It is. It really is. I've I've had it. That it, it it's, it's, it's brutal. It's brutal. Like it's uh, you cannot walk. He was in a it's boot tough. on Tuesday. The old boot. Um. So man, I don't know. Here's the thing, though. My commanders are playing the Arizona Cardinals week one. Have you been keeping up with That's what they've been doing, Marcus? Right there. The Cardinals. Yeah. Um. Not a lot. I'm they just, cut Colt McCoy. Oh man, Kyler Murray's not ready. So oh. they're gonna. They picked up Joshua Dobbs, and 
it looks like their starting quarterback is going to be a guy let me pull up his stats from ecu houston last year because i'm sure he had some good ones um clayton tune the houston quarterback is starting is in line to be their week one starter against the commanders mm. i i don't think yeah. i've ever seen this kind of blatant tanking in football before it is marlins-esque yeah. we see it in basketball we see it in baseball clayton tune against ecu last year by the way 32 of 44 435 four touchdowns pretty good oh, game that's good so they're tanking for uh, they got, caleb uh, williams i guess yeah it could be it could be but uh, uh, they traded isaiah simmons to the giants they traded off all their talent just about yeah they've still got james connor hollywood brown rondell moore, moore yeah zach Ertz. does he still play for him i believe so. i think he's out or something yeah. i believe but but yes yes starting clayton tune and not you know picking up another quarterback it, it tells me that they don't have much interest in winning this year bold move cotton yeah mm. look i said it when the schedule came out the worst week one game in the nfl is the commander's card it's commander's cardinals it's gross <laughs> You got to be a real sick sob to that, be interested. That is in the that. NFL sickos, and game. I am that sick guy. That's the sickos you, you game are, of the week. Hey, I'm that guy, pal. I'll, I'll be paying attention too, Clip. Marcus, don't yeah, uh, don't I'm, humor I'm gonna be, me. I'm going to be. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't want I you am. to give me a pity watch. Yeah, no, I'm serious. I'm serious. You're going to be I, a tiebreaker, right? Yes, yes. All right. Yes. There's going to so be. I, I think that's going to be a very. Your team is going to be very interesting this year. I, I, I really do. I hope so. I, I agree with so. that. In there, a good way. There's going to be. How many week one games are there this year? Eight at one o'clock? How many one o'clockers? Let's see. Let me pull it up real quick. Two, four, six, eight. Eight. Eight one o'clock games, Marcus. And they're all on different TVs. Yeah. You're telling me. Your attention's going to be on Washington and Arizona. Now, now don't, what are don't, my other don't options? Don't my words. Now, those words did not come up my mouth. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair I enough. said they're going to be interesting to watch. Okay. So I'll, I'll be watching there. I'll be watching there. Yeah. You're going to have it, that. It's, you're going to go through your progressions. Now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, look. And, you then, gotta... and then we're in, when they're in the red zone slash score zone, Yeah. I'm going to be paying attention to see right. how Sam Howell uh, handles that I, i'm i'm excited to, to yeah. see what he can do if uh you or jason need need help on see i'm a professional at watching football on tvs at bars if y'all need help i'll give you some tips okay y'all uh, get it done on the field i'm a pro at knowing where the games are the best sight lines the best seat to get at the table oh absolutely you That's gotta you, you gotta, gotta you plan gotta, yeah absolutely so absolutely i got you covered there and then uh for me like i may get caught up on the washington game for sure so you might have to say hey, uh well you might not but jason or somebody's gonna have to say hey man look, look there's other there. games there's going other. on <laughs> there's better games than clayton tune on right now mark clayton tune versus sam howe <laughs> Hey, look! I don't. I don't like the way you, <laughs> you know said what? Sam Howell. You know I, I'm a Sam Howell fan this year. Those I think guys gonna... are there for a reason. Uh, they've done a great job of getting to that point. Um, so I, I mean, he he has an opportunity. So I feel he's gonna he's gonna take advantage of it. I do. We'll talk more about it next yeah, week. Unlucky, not not good for you, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll uh, we'll talk more next week. But I saw something cool on a college football podcast where they did a draft of the time slots you get a noon game an afternoon game and a night game and it was pretty cool and you like build your schedule your perfect football schedule for the saturday i like 
but uh i'd like to do the same for uh sunday well i'm saying i'm looking at nfl looking at so best one o'clock game is not panthers falcons although division games always interesting Bengals browns pretty good matchup division game still not the best jags colts is up there with washington arizona as a worst matchup bucks vikings is an ugly matchup titan saints is not man there's some unattractive stuff all right 49ers mm. at steelers that's that's the best game because your only uh, other option, one o'clock your only other option is houston baltimore it's 49ers steelers easy right yeah yeah and that's probably what we'll get here in eastern nc we yeah. get a lot of steelers games. Ooh, i can't wait till that map the map comes out every yes. tuesday or wednesday yes. i love it i love looking at that coverage map and getting upset that washington's not on local tv <laughs> So let's see, Glenn. You ain't watching that game because it's on Fox, buddy. You'll be watching the oh, Panthers true. Falcons. That's true. I'm what's, gonna, what's, the, what's the status of Burrow? Is he going to be ready for Week gonna One? Play. He's going to play. He had Week One. Because if if he is, then I would say that's going to be the game to watch. It's a big game. Yeah. What's I that? would say uh, Browns Bengals. Browns Bengals. Yeah. Depending on what you think of the Browns this year. Yeah. Which I think they can be a. I like that whole division. I almost think that the entire one o'clock slate is like a personal interest slate versus your team slate yeah versus uh like a matchup slate well let's see let's go to the 425s and four o'clocks you've got packers bears interesting game that's a good game kind of a big game for both of those teams early raiders broncos eh. yeah eagles patriots yeah Dolphins Chargers will be fun. Is, be that one. is that's sexy. a fun game. That's, that's fun the right there. Yes. Great uniforms, high great, scoring points. Yes, sir. The total for that game is fifty-one. Ooh. And uh, Rams Seahawks looks like a dud on paper to me. And then guess what, America? Mm. You've got Cowboys NFC East mm. on Sunday Night you Football. Know it. <laughs> like always, Cowboys and Giants. Ellerby, you want us to take a quick break, or you want to come in right now? We'll take a break. Uh, we got a legend in the Pirate Radio studios, Ken Knox from Chairman of the Board. So we're going to have ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall and uh, a quick word from Music Hall of Famer, Ken Knox from Chairman of the Board. When we return, Pirate Radio Live, back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's U.S. Cellular locations and experience the highest standard of customer service. The purpose of the Atlantic Wireless Store experience is to inform, illuminate, and inspire. Find the location near you at AtlanticWireless.com. Atlantic Wireless, we go beyond the call. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. We are inside of three hours away from the Pirate Radio football kickoff party, and I am uh, bookended by legends at the moment. Marcus Crandall to my right, and Ken Knox to my left from chairman of the board. Ellerby hanging out as well, and uh, man, Ken, great to have you in Greenville. Going to be a fun party tonight, man. Man, I tell you what, I love what you guys do. 
I like this. <laughs> we, we should look, let's merge. Merge. The, the chairman of the board, Pirate Radio. How about there you that? Go. I love the sound of that. Clip likes to sing occasionally. Wow. I sure do. Oh, but how about the Hall of Famer? Sing? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't know about singing now. Yeah. You don't. You don't want me to sing, but I, I like music though. I love okay, it. that's good. Yes, yes, yes. So you asked me the question of. What'd you ask? What was my question? I think we're going to have fun tonight. <laughs> we're going to have question. fun. That was oh, more yes. of a statement than a question. Okay, I guess. cool. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be great tonight. Uh, we feel at home every time we come to Greenville. You know, every chance we get, you know, General, Danny, and myself, we would love coming to the attic back in the day. We're right? not that far from it. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. down the street, right? We were just walking down uh, Fifth Street there, and you, you yeah. were kind of, the hotel's going up. A lot, a lot of changes over the years uh, yeah. since uh, you guys, when do you think your first appearance in Greenville was? Ooh, probably mid-80s. Yeah. Yeah, something like mid-80s. And um, we found a niche market at the attic. So we were like there every... Man, probably uh, felt like every weekend. <laughs> it did. <laughs> it did. It seemed like y'all were hi- headlining uh, the, oh, yeah, that yeah. Saturday night. It was the chairman of the board weekend. You, at least up. twice a semester, it felt like. Oh, yeah. So as, yeah. as a kid, I, I talked to when we talked to you on the phone, I saw you at the Watermelon Festival all the time. You're at the attic. Oh, yeah. I guess back then, I just assumed you guys like lived down the road or something. Uh, but where were y'all based out of when, when you back weren't then, on the road? Yeah. In the early days, we were based out of Detroit. Yeah. That's still home. Uh, I'm not going to talk of football about Michigan and <laughs> Pirates, but anyway, uh, I'm pulling for both of them. There you go. Pulling cool. for a good game. Yeah. I, I understand that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, we were out of Detroit, and then we, we came to Charlotte. We had a, a record label there in Charlotte called Surfside Records, and uh, we had a booking agency called General Entertainment, named after General. <laughs> Drew Entertainment. He's the man. Yeah. So, man, we we love Greenville. Is, is this called G Town or G Vegas? Near G Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Yes. yeah. It's going to be called Chairman of the Board Town tonight. That's yeah. what it's going to be called. Uh, so excited to finally uh, get to party weekend, football weekend. We've been talking yes. about it so long and uh, really looking forward to your appearance at the State Theater. There's a few tickets left that people can get oh, at yeah. the door. Everybody was texting and calling us when they saw the hurricane coming in. Mm. And I, I talked to you yesterday. I was like, man, right. there's going to be sunny skies. We're yeah. we're going to be we're going to be clear <laughs> by party time. And, and that's the way it is right now. So and you were right. And uh, I just took a good guess. I was, yeah. I, was, I, was I was doing a lot of praying and hoping <laughs> so uh but we're, we're excited about having you at the state theater tonight it's gonna oh, it's gonna be a lot of fun listen. starts at seven o'clock hey pirates kickoff we're ready you know chairman of the board the executives we thought about this all on the whole way down hey how are we gonna how are we gonna handle all these people <laughs> <laughs> all the fun how are you gonna handle all these pirates all these pirates yeah but um we're looking forward tonight and like you said there's a few tickets left Come on down. The weather's great. I'm looking out the window now. It's sunshiny. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, 79. It's one of the nicest days we've had yeah, in a long time it's, here. It's, that's it's for be- sure. Well, here's the thing. School was canceled in Pitt County today. So mm. you've been at home with your kids all day. It's time to check out and come out and have some fun tonight yeah, and kick off kick off football season. Absolutely. So, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Clip, you mentioned the 2019 Hall of Famer right here and Ken Knox for the uh, North Carolina Music. There you well, go. Actually, then 2022. 
Actually, 1999. 1999. Okay. okay. Yeah. I thought you said 20. And 2022. 2022. Yes. A lot of Hall of Fame greatness right here amongst us. I'm still waiting uh, for an invite to some Hall of Fame. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who's going to be calling. We have a big hall out in the radio studio. <laughs> and uh, we can call you famous when you stand in it, maybe. How about that? There you go. I'll take it. Works. I'll take it. Works. I like hanging out with Hall of Famers. It's cool. Um, Ken, this will be my first time seeing... I guess the the new iteration of chairman of the board. So, mm-hmm. um, for folks for like me that that has not seen the the group in a while since the the passing of the legends that mm-hmm. uh, were your brothers there, um, you know, same kind of fun music, obviously, same songs, same. Uh, should I not notice a difference tonight when I see you guys? You shouldn't because one thing general is to say: if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So we're still bringing that same energy and the songs. And we may have one or two new songs, but um, there was one thing that General asked me to promise him was to keep the legacy going. And uh, and I think with the, with the crew that I have, those guys been with me 13 years, some 10 years. Yeah. So it's going to be great, man. I, I'm excited. Really am. Are you really excited because I talked to you earlier this week that it's indoors at the State oh, Theater? <laughs> you, you were outside at Greensboro this week and, oh, and about knocked you out of commission. It was, uh, <laughs> yes. Greensboro almost did a number on us this yeah, week, worse than the hurricane. Like, well, John said, don't die on me before you get <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> yeah, I, man, it was so hot outside. Um, I had a light heat stroke. Oh, was that? Man. Yeah. Oh, man. And it's like, oh, boy, I'm so glad we're indoors <laughs> for the next two days. <laughs> Because tomorrow we're doing a um, a private event, and it's indoors. So I get two days inside. Then next week, we're in Tennessee, and that's outside. And, oh, God. But anyway. <laughs> awesome. You need to do that's some con- contract work and put some uh, clauses in there. <laughs> Uh-oh. Hey, so the, so the Pirates wife. are traveling to Michigan. I know what I know what that's like as far as coming from uh, one place to going to the next on a long road trip. What's a road trip like for you all? Ooh. What's the road trip like? Yeah, like going all these different places and, you know, you're going to Greenville, Goldsboro, uh, Greensboro, and all oh, the different it's, it's places cool, around man. the world. You know? Well, my favorite road trip is when we go to the U.K. <laughs> now, that's a road trip. All right, okay. <laughs> yeah. I re- you told us uh, I was kind of surprised that uh, how international chairman of the board is and yeah. and uh, the foreign fans love the love the oh, beach man. music. They love the beach music. I mean, they, yeah. they listen to all the jocks that played the Carolina beach music, and so their curiosity was up. And um, but really, that's a fun fun tour. The next time we go over, I'm, I'm gonna try to make it where we could um, have some of the fans come over. Believe it or not. In 2018, we met some fans from Wilson, North Carolina was hmm. there. Wow. I said, what? Your ears were burning. Yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, where y'all? Where y'all? <laughs> <laughs> I said, Wilson, North Carolina. <laughs> I said, oh, my God. <laughs> we need to do that little European oh, vacation awesome. with chairman of the board. Yeah. yeah. You ever done like a uh, beach music cruise or a chairman cruise oh, or something? We yeah. got one coming up. Yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. That. October, in October of next year, we have a chairman of the board cruise. Man, that's cool. Right, well, you yeah. need to let us know. Oh, yeah, I'm going to let you know. I'd like to see you guys on it. Yeah, <laughs> well, well, we, we, need, we need to con, con, confer with the ECU football schedule, too. So, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, that is uh, true. October. We, we need an away game. At least we can do it. Maybe we do our pregame show on the cruise ship. <laughs> <laughs> but Marcus like that idea. That'd be nice. I don't yeah. know about that. No. <laughs> 
Awesome stuff. Kid Knox joining us. Going to be a party tonight at the State Theater. Going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Cam, we're excited. I know you got to go do sound check. Uh, Anything else you want to tell the Pirate Nation before we uh, see them all tonight at the State Theater? Let's go, Pirates! All right. And we got forever. You're, uh, You're in our show open from here till the end of time when you said east carolina girls the best in the world so when we come on the air we have your quote uh, oh playing. So that was a perfect quote <laughs> yes love awesome. it all right thanks ken ellerby uh, we'll see y'all in a little while yeah come on down to the state theater it's gonna be a blast we got more with marcus crandall we'll hear a little bit of what donnie kirkpatrick had to say yesterday ecu offensive coordinator when we return pirate radio live on a thursday back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room is your favorite place in downtown Greenville for lunch, dinner, or drinks with friends. Fifth Street serves lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday, plus brunch starting at 1030 on Saturdays and Sundays. You can follow Fifth Street on Instagram for the latest events and specials. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room right beside the State Theater in downtown Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Man, awesome having Ken Knox in the Pirate Radio Studios. Brings back a lot of great memories of chairman of the board and uh, make some new memories tonight. And Marcus, this will kind of be your introduction to chairman of yes, the board. Yes, indeed, right? man. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Never listened to him. I, although I listened, I probably did back in the day. Because uh, oh, you're going to know some songs. You definitely. know, I, I listened to, um, I've heard of and listened to, not, not on a, a, a religious basis, but I did listen to, you know, some Beach Boys and that mm-hmm. kind of music back then uh, and when I was growing up. But, um, yeah, it's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. I'm looking forward to it. Well, Marcus uh, is taking down a coffee, and I think he's going to pop a Celsius to I give am. that a shot. I'm so. going to be bouncing off the walls in here, man. <laughs> be, watch to... out. Cram man is going to be dancing tonight. <laughs> um, and again, Celsius, the sponsor of our watch party. And uh, we're going to need some energy, Marcus, because a uh, four-hour pregame show three plus hour game and the fifth quarter goes until the last caller is served so it is going to be a long saturday and a fun saturday with the pirate nation looking forward to your calls on the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show and uh, really excited i said earlier in the show uh callers take it easy on marcus and jason for their first game let's ease them into <laughs> it before we get too crazy uh but man uh, gonna be a lot of fun coming up on saturday yeah i'm looking forward to it pirate fans and um Although we have a tough tough task ahead of us, I, I think it's going to be it's just going to be an excitement, an exciting atmosphere for the ones that are traveling there. Uh, it's going to be nice for us to see uh, us going against the, the Wolverines for sure as we're watching. Uh, Jamie says, "Who's on Chandler watch duty tonight to make sure he stays out of trouble?" Well, I won't be drinking, so I'll keep an eye on him. We'll have Mama Shirley there. Marcus is always. You got, I, you got four eyes on you. Yeah, so uh, Chandler <laughs> better watch it because we got a lot of eyeballs on him tonight. But you know what? I'm going to be the cool dad, Chandler, and I'm going to go. I'm going to say, have fun, son. Just don't get in trouble. Just don't drive. You ain't driving, right? Hey, your daddy's coming, ain't he? Clark. Old Clark Honeycutt's yes. coming. So uh, we'll have uh, a few Honeycutts in the house tonight. Uh, Michael Winstead's in the chat. Michael, I don't know if you heard earlier, but uh, 
I did send uh, your your boy Isaiah a congratulatory text last night, and uh, and and he's not satisfied. But congratulations to Isaiah Winstead uh, making the 49ers practice squad. All the Pirates that are either on the team or on the practice squad, awesome stuff. And uh, and looking forward to an NFL season, which we'll get into more next week. Pike is checking in from North Myrtle Beach. Good to see you, Pike, and uh, good to see all the folks in the chat. Johnny says, love chairman of the board. Saw them on campus on the mall in the mid-80s. They've been doing it a long time. Uh, Kenny Curlings says, Giants beat the Cowboys week one, 35-17. to 17. All right. <laughs> he also says, what years did Marcus play at Roanoke High School? When did Ooh. you play, Marcus? Oh, I graduated in 92. 92. Yep. All right. There you go. There are the years. All right. Uh, let's hear what Donnie Kirkpatrick had to say. <laughs> and, and I want to ask Marcus uh, about no depth chart, no starting quarterback named, his thoughts on it. But let's hear uh, what ECU offensive coordinator Donnie Kirkpatrick had to say on Wednesday. Well, Donnie, what, what concerns you over here? What concerns you the most about Michigan, if you can pinpoint one thing, we've never beat them? Uh, they're players. Uh, they got really good players. You know, defensively, I think what they give up 16 points a game last year. Now that was last year's team. I get that, but they got most of them returning. They they did lose some players, but you know, programs like that, they they just reload. I think they've lost what three games in two years or something like that. So they're they're used to winning. They're used to having success. That means that uh, they're recruiting well, and, and they just have outstanding talent. I mean, they don't. They don't do anything that's so, okay, wow, you know, what, what, what scheme is that? They have good schemes. You know, Coach Menner does a great job. He's got NFL experience. They've got a lot of NFL stuff in. But you know, that's not what worries you. What worries you is their defensive line can just explode off the ball and just throw the offensive lineman down and go make the tackle. And then there's like four other guys there when they make the tackle as well. They do a nice job uh, with the interceptions. Uh, a lot of tip balls. I tell you what, you, you better not tip the ball, you know, as a receiver, because they do a great job of breaking on the ball and getting the turnovers and setting the offense up, you know, for success. So, a uh, lot, lot of concerns. Yeah, a lot of concerns. Really, a lot of respect for them. And you're looking for any edge you can get here. Is one of them that they haven't seen a lot of Mason Garcia, Alex Flynn, and, and this East Carolina offense in particular on film? Well, they haven't, you know, and, and so that I guess that's something maybe they're trying to research. You know, I don't know that that's a positive for us. That that means our guys haven't been playing very much. You know, it's probably better to have experience uh, like that. But, uh, you know, we're looking for every way you can. We're looking for any kind of advantage. And, you know, you, you go in with a plan. Uh, that may hold true. Uh, the thing about first games, it's always a little crazy anyhow. You're kind of sparring at the beginning trying to figure out, you know, is that the same team? Like I say, we, we opened up with North Carolina State last year. And, they had been a great defense the year before. We were expecting a really good defense, which they turned out to be. But you're still getting in there trying to figure out, have they stayed with the same scheme? Have they, have they put in new things? Have they moved people around? And usually they have, and, and they had. And I'm sure Michigan will have some new things for us as well like that. So uh, I think our guys will be excited. You know, I think that's maybe an edge. I don't know how – I mean, they'll be excited to play. They're, they're probably not – their fans are probably not thinking, wow, we're playing East Carolina. You know, whereas our fans and our players are here, and hey, y'all are going to play Michigan. This is pretty cool. Uh, so, if anything, hopefully we'll be we'll be excited. Maybe we'll be more excited than them if it's that possible. Coach, uh, 
we tried to get out of Coach Houston who's going to play and who's yeah. going to be here and there, and we didn't really succeed in that. So, wow, y'all are not very good at this. I mean, what the heck? Huh? Is there – how does the offense change based on your personnel? You know, the thing about – I know the, the depth chart things out there, and, of course, Michigan's not been given out one, I guess, for years. You know, that's a hardball thing. And I know, you know, once – Lord Saban comes out with something like that, then it's going to become a rule, I guess, probably, that you don't do depth charts, you know, like that. So, uh, but the game has changed so much anyhow because everybody's personnel and things now. It looks like a hockey game out there anyhow. You know, there's side changes or whatever that thing is. So, you know, we have 10 personnel. You have 11 personnel. You have 13 personnel. uh, You know, you have 20 personnel. But now even you have 11 jarry. You know, and you have 11 juice, and you have, okay, I want this personnel, but I want this player in to make sure, you know, or I want to play these two guys, though they may be listed at the same position. Because, you know, you're a guard, you're a forward, you're, you're a center, you know, you're an infielder, whatever you are now. It's getting more like that. You're, you're a mid-infielder, you know what I'm saying? Or you're a pitcher, but you might start, you might not start. Everybody's doing multiple things. The game has got a lot more open, a lot more basketball-like, you know, like that. A lot of guys can bring the ball down the court now, you know what I'm saying? So it really is kind of hard to make a depth chart out because you don't know who really deserves to be, like, the starter, I guess. And I know that's a big deal. It was a big deal to me, you know, when I was playing. It was a big deal to your mom, I guess, probably more than than you are, like that. But now you'd say, well, who's starting the game? At, At a lot of positions, you'd say, well, where's the ball? What's the score? You know, do we have it on the minus three? You know what I'm saying? Are we starting coming out? Well, that means we're going to be in a different personnel because you got a game plan that. Do we get, did we run the kickoff back across midfield? Okay, now we're in a sudden change. Okay, the coordinator, he might be going to blitz more in that situation. All right, we're in this person. So it's getting like that. Now, you know, the quarterback thing, probably not quite to that extent. Uh, what I think, you know, and Coach is kind of saying is, you know, we know what we're going to do, and you guys know what we're going to do. Uh, we really are prepared to play three quarterbacks. And in a game like this, I'm not saying this is a game it doesn't matter, but I, I, I'm pretty sure John Gilbert got the money up front. Okay, I hope he did anyhow. I'm sure he got the, the money. Okay, so we, we can let this thing roll. You know what I'm saying? We, we can go play to win, which we're always going to play to win the game. But you'd be crazy not to, if you had a chance to do something, you know, play another guy. I mean, who knows? Why can't you play two quarterbacks in the same, same thing? Yeah, why not? You know what I'm saying? If there's a play that that would be cool to do, this is the time to do it. You know, I don't know if it's time to do it when you're playing for the conference championship or the home opener, but this is the time to go do that. Last week you said you were going to get with, I guess, Coach Mogridge and kind of narrow down that offensive yeah. line. How's that going the last week? And you found a five-year convoy. I think we've probably separated up front that, that who's going to play the majority. Uh, Coach Mulgridge is from the school, and, and I am too, that we'd like to play more offensive linemen. In the past four years since we've been here, it's been, do we have five today? You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I still remember being at Navy, and we're coming out for the kickoff, and they're saying, hey, uh, by the way, Noah's out. And I said, he's out where? Yeah, we's out of the game. We're like, what are we going to do now? We we ha- we have nobody else. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we have to move the left guard over to right tackle or something like that. We have good depth now as far as numbers. Uh, the strength of our offense probably, and I've said this before, may not be. And we got some name guys. We don't have Hope Nailers, okay? Who everybody knows about. Seen. We don't have 
the little dude that ran all over everybody again. You know, too. We, we don't have some of those names. We don't have CJ. But we've got a lot of different guys. You know what I'm saying? So if one guy's not on that day, we have more options. You know what I'm saying? Now, eventually, I hope somebody starts to separate and becomes a star, like, you know, Isaiah did, you know what I'm saying, like CJ did, like Ryan Jones did. But right now, it's more of we got a bunch of guys, but we got more guys. You know, so practice right now, we're playing more guys. We're working more guys. I hope that keeps us fresher, too, throughout the year. That could be the other advantage. Maybe not necessarily in this game. They're pretty deep, I think. But uh, I think throughout the season, it could be. Going off that, it's part of it, too, at this point. Y'all just have to get out there and see who's going to step up in a game situation and kind of ride the high hand, maybe. It, it, that's that's the whole nerve-wracking part. But I guess in a way it's kind of the fun part too. Like I say, you know, it's more fun when you come down and you get that extra Christmas present you didn't know you are getting. So, you know, we're, we're out there practicing and guys are doing good and quarterbacks are looking good, you know, but I'm thinking like, okay, you know, when we do that in a game, it counts. You know what I'm saying? Batting practice is one thing, hitting one out. Hitting one out in a game, that's a little bit different. So the good players usually – come to the top, the bigger the situation, the bigger the game, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but we're getting ready to find out because we're going to get tested just like we did last year, though. I mean, North Carolina State proved to be one of the best defenses in the country, you know, throughout the season. And that was after they lost their quarterback. They didn't do much offensively either. They stepped putting, you know, kept putting people down. So we'll have another tough challenge like that. You know, we'd love to be playing at home. You know what I'm saying? I wish we were playing here. We're playing up there. But, again, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe that's going to be a better thing. It'll be fun. All right. There is Donnie Kirkpatrick. You can see that in its entirety uh, on our social media accounts. A couple of things, Marcus. I liked uh, the way he talked about uh, the, the, the metaphor sparring in week mm-hmm. one because – you go all off season, and as I said earlier, ECU players know Michigan. They've watched the film, but they don't know what Michigan's adding to that defense. Michigan doesn't know hardly anything about this offense, uh, so ECU does have the elements of surprise there. But do, uh, do you get what he's saying there? Do you remember that kind of early in the year where you're kind of wait? All right, who's going to throw the first punch? What are they doing on defense? We didn't. We got to go back to the sidelines. Talk about that. All those things going on. Uh, absolutely. You know, you watch a boxer in the ring, and they're kind of you know trying to figure out the rank and how they're moving around and trying to uh, and pretty much line up the opponent, so to speak. Right. And so yes, yeah, setting up gonna, something. Uh, absolutely. Kind of thing. Set, trying to set up the uh, the knockout punch, so yeah. to speak. And. Um, uh, but that's that's what you do get, especially when two teams really don't know each other that well, other than what they have seen on film, hadn't played each other, and and so you're going to get that early on. Um, and so for us, I think it's going to be very important that we. I know we're going to expand on this on Saturday, but uh, keep our composure uh, because they're they're going to come and hit us in the mouth, and um, and uh, we got to just be ready to get back up and go again. He also said no big names, but a lot of guys and and he said some of these guys will eventually be big names they're gonna they're gonna grow into that star role that go-to guy for east carolina but but entering week one they're gonna figure out who it is uh, when the lights come on and that has been the kind of mantra of this team that they have the best depth they've ever had since mike houston's been here but maybe not the star power definitely not the star power that we had a year ago you know what those guys got to make themselves stars right i mean you weren't a star when you came in that's exactly what i was gonna say we went uh five and six 
two and nine. I got hurt, and then came back and. Nobody knew who East Carolina was. I mean, we had a great defense. I think, um, you know, we were holding people and stopping and, and playing some big games defensively, but offensively, we really weren't doing much. And so, um, again, just to kind of give those guys motivation, man, it, in, in regards to going out there and take this thing and, uh, and, and giving your all. I know they are, but um, grasp the bull by the horns and, um, and, and take advantage of this opportunity. What do you think of the the publicly not releasing a depth chart? I don't know if that's kind of a speaking of sparring. Michigan's not doing one, so we're not going to do one. But but what about not coming out naming a starter? You know, what do you well think? well what it does is um, you know we already got a, a little bit of an advantage that uh, Harbaugh is not going to be on the on the sidelines coaching. Uh, but he's going to be coaching up until then. But um, but just another little, um, I, I guess, nugget, if you want to call it, to, to try and keep them um, unaware of what's going on. And, if you don't and, and have really, to name it, I guess, why? That's right. Why? Why? Yeah. why? Absolutely. They've, they've done it year after year, and yeah. so, or game after game. And Lord Saban, as and Donnie Lord Kirkpatrick Saban. called it. <laughs> Lord Saban. I like that yesterday. You know, it really becomes just a mental thing, really. Yeah. And, um, you know, as far as uh, trying to get that competitive edge, but you know, you, you can't worry about those things. Um, uh, they're, they're, as you mentioned, uh, or he mentioned, they're not going to um, – Michigan's not going to name theirs as well. So it, it kind of goes both ways. But, um, you know, if they don't know who their quarterback is, which is the, you know, the, the king, so to speak, and um, or the queen, I should say, actually, moving all around the place, um, they, they don't know how to defend the quarterback. And so – Mark, Mark on YouTube, uh, and, and we mentioned this earlier in the show, um, but he said that he has a, a Michigan fan customer who said they are missing five to seven starters with injuries, mostly DBs. So second time we've mentioned um, DBs and, and them being out. Um, <laughs> he, uh, Michael Winstead said, I'm confused. Donnie is the OC for football. What does basketball have to do with it? Donnie used <laughs> basketball, baseball. He, he used a lot of. He just analogies. talks, man. He just gets going. But, uh, but I get it's it. hard to reel it in using I, those analogies. Yeah. Uh, Marcus, as a quarterback, now you're. This would be double tough for you when you played because Steve Logan was the offensive guy. Uh, they're without their head coach, Michigan is. They're without their offensive coordinator as well. Mm-hmm. Could you argue that that's more important maybe than even the head coach? You got a new kind of play caller in there. Like that's, I don't know, that could cause more issue than Harbaugh not being there almost. Yeah, it, it could, but uh, just like Coach uh, alluded to in regards to they got players. Um, if, <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you look at their roster, like they have uh, a number of guys, I want to say about 10 of them, 10 to 15 in the top. 100 of the you know pre-rankings in the in the league but um they're they're good yeah and think about it too last year let's say mike houston and donnie kirkpatrick had to miss a game holton could run the offense he's been in it for so long now if that happened this year and you're an inexperienced quarterback it would be detrimental to mason garcia and ecu but to your point michigan's got veterans got a veteran yeah they got a veteran at qb got a veteran as that uh at the running back position uh very deep there and so um i mean we just got to go in with the with a calm mentality um looking to go in there and and um looking for the upset and try to find our way to get a win man all right, um, we'll get your official prediction Saturday. 
we'll have plenty more time to talk about it yes we will because uh we will be with you mark is going to hang out for a couple hours on the pregame pregame bud light pregame tailgate watching the we'll be with you at the watch party brought to you by celsius and, and after the, the game post-game. on the u.s sailor fifth quarter Collins <laughs> show and then we're going uh have a sleep over that night just keep oh. hanging out with each other watching football all night uh no we'll be sick of each other by saturday night marcus we need a week off uh but man it's gonna be a lot of fun it will be. um we're gonna feed you well we got uh some breakfast from harvey's rolling in all right we've got some uh lunch from fifth street hardware i believe coming in as well and wings over after the game oh man oh uh here's the bad part you, marcus sponsors. when you become one of us uh you better work out or you'll end up fat like me so <laughs> i'm gonna give you a warning on that all right uh cram man good stuff good job we'll man. see you saturday awesome Looking forward uh, no to i'll it. see you at the party <laughs> yeah and we'll talk to you again saturday uh for our youtube and facebook folks we are signing off pirate radio live we'll roll on on pirate radio 92.7 uh, 104.1, online, pr927fm.com. But we are signing off of YouTube. So to the YouTube and Facebook fam, we'll see you guys Friday at 3 o'clock. But the show rolls on. Uh, Emory Hunt joining us. We're going to break down week one. We'll talk ECU, Michigan, and a lot more of that and more on the way. Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back at the Appliances Superstore. They make buying appliances easy. It's just that simple. They have the largest selection of in-stock appliances in eastern North Carolina, which helps your customers save money. Every day, the Appliances Superstore offers a 12-month warranty on every appliance, plus they'll deliver and set up your new appliances and get rid of your old ones. The Appliances Superstore off Highway 264 behind the new DMV or shop us online at appliancesuperstore.com. Remember, we make buying appliances easy at the Appliances Superstore. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, welcome back into Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday, getting ready for some football tonight, including NC State and UConn, Florida, Utah, the headliner. You got Minnesota, Wisconsin. We'll talk about a couple of those games and the weekend with Emery Hunt, who joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Emery at FBall Game Plan on Twitter. We watch him quite a bit while we do our shows here every afternoon on CBS Sports HQ. Emery, uh, great to kick off the football season with you. How you doing, man? I'm doing fine, man. As always, I appreciate you guys bringing me on. Yes, sir. And uh, looking forward to breaking down week one and, and talking about the season as well. And, man, uh, our East Carolina Pirates uh, got about as tough as it gets to open up the season in the big house at Michigan Emory. And that line is floating somewhere between 35, 36, 37 points. Um, let's get your, your long-term outlook on East Carolina with all the production lost on the offensive side. But Mike Houston heading into year five. Uh, we're right down down the road, Emory, and, and I got a lot of questions about this team. I'm sure national folks do as well with Holden Aylers, Keaton Mitchell, Isaiah Winstead, and all the others gone from this team. 
And you talk about three dynamic players, and you know, especially when you talk about Mitchell and Winstead. You know, you guys know how much of a fan I was of Winstead and also of Mitchell. And I think that's where you have to start. What's going to happen at receiver? What's going to happen at quarterback? I trust Mike Houston to have the backfield situation squared away. I actually think Gunn and Harris are really good backs, so I'm not worried there. But obviously, rebuilding that explosive explosiveness on the outside. C.J. Johnson is gone. So when you think about those perimeter targets um, and the quarterback breaking the new quarterback, it's going to be the biggest question. But good for them, I feel like defensively can kind of lead the lead from the front until that offense gets together. So I don't think this is going to be one of these quote-unquote rebuilding years for East Carolina. That's why I'm kind of shocked that, you know, the point spread is what it is for Michigan because, you know, Michigan isn't that explosive offensively. And I feel like East Carolina can keep this one definitely within a striking distance because of their defense and what they bring with both Stevens and Lewis coming off the, the edge. I feel like, you know, a lot of people are not talking about their defense enough going into season. I'm with you, Emory. I think this team is uh, the strength right now on paper is the defense and that D-line. And if that shows up in Ann Arbor on Saturday, great. But looking forward to seeing how they match up with Marshall, App State, and the teams in the American moving on in the year. So sounds like you, you think the Pirates can stay within the number on Saturday. That is good to hear. I want to run over some other games with you. And and my favorite game, kind of a little bit off the radar, but I know you and a lot of college football folks will be paying attention to it, UTSA and Houston on Saturday night and I, I I like UTSA I've said all summer I'm going to take them to win the AAC in their first year so for that reason I hope they show up and play well against Houston on Saturday but uh, what do you think about that matchup in particular uh, the road runners and and kind of the pecking order in the American is UTSA near the top or at the top of that list well that's the thing uh, you know because they have the most experienced quarterback in the country and Frank Harris seventh year your guy uh, coming back, but that's that's pretty good for them. Um, they lost some some you know pieces offensively, but not as much. They lost you know the receiver going to the transfer portal, but virtually their entire team returned. So when you think about them and how good they were last year in Conference USA, stepping into the AAC with experience and experienced quarterback that's really good, I feel like yes, this is the team to beat in the American. And, and as far as Houston is concerned. Uh, what a great way for them to start off because we know how big recruiting battles are in college football, especially when you're dealing with a team that's still kind of considering themselves an upstart in UTSA. Now you're opening that corridor to Houston and pull kids from there to go to San Antonio and build around San Antonio, which you already have done. This is a big game. I feel like this game, you know, Houston lost some pieces. They lose Clayton Toon and they lost some pieces on defense. So I feel like this team, Will kind of re- uh, this game will resemble resemble what we saw last year a back and forth affair uh, that should come down to the wire. Very quick side note, Emory: Are my Washington Commanders going to face Clayton Tune Week One? Is that reality right now? It's, uh, judging by what the coach said, in terms of he's not naming the starting quarterback, <laughs> uh, so I, I definitely like Washington to run away with that. When it would take one of these monumental collapses that we see from teams in Week One. 
to for, for them to get upset, but I don't think that's going to happen with Washington. Man, crazy stuff. Clayton Toon uh, with uh, with Colt McCoy being released and the, the injury issues with Kyler Murray. Talking to Emory Hunt. Emory, uh, how about a game going on in the state of North Carolina this Saturday night? North Carolina and South Carolina. Total sitting in the mid-60s. So uh, they're expecting some fireworks from Drake May, Spencer Rattler. Uh, is there an edge on that game? Are you expecting a, a tight one there in Charlotte? I like the upset, man. I like South Carolina to get the win. I feel like this is a game where a lot of heads could turn. And if you're a Spencer Rattler, this is the type of game that you want to start the season because of how well you finished the back four games of last year. Going into this season, everyone's talking about Caleb Williams and Drake May as if they're 1A, 1B, or 1-2. and And here you are, very talented, more raw talent than Drake May, and no one's talking about you. So I think this is a situation that he can say, hey, man, listen, maybe I'm the QB2 or the QB1B in this draft class. I have a chance to show him. And on the other side of the ball, I like South Carolina's defense right now more so than North Carolina's defense. So I feel as though I can trust the Gamecocks to get a stop or two uh, more than I can trust North Carolina. That's going to be a very interesting game, very very fun game, but I do like the Gamecocks to get the job done. Talking to Emory Hunt, CBS Sports HQ. You can follow him on Twitter at FBall Game Plan. Emory, um, uh, speaking of the ACC, where do you fall in the Clemson Florida State debate uh, that's going on this offseason? Who you got in the ACC? I like Florida State to take the ACC, and I'm intrigued enough to where this is a big game, week one for Clemson. This is not your run of the mill rubber stamp W game against Duke. Duke was about four or five plays away from going undefeated last year. And they get a lot of guys returning back. Now they have that confidence on top of that. This is a huge game for them because if they are able to then knock Clemson, you know, how you look at Duke, what if Duke is? What is Jordan Travis to me is a Heisman Trophy candidate? Um, and I just feel like they have enough on both sides of the ball uh, to where this game against LSU is a true exhibition. So it won't matter who wins or loses. Now, you don't want to get blown out, but yeah. this is the game. I feel like both teams, LSU and Florida State, can recover enough to get back into the college football playoffs. Bouncing around, looking at some games week one with Emory Hunt joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Uh, we'll stay in the ACC coming up tonight. NC State taking on UConn uh, Emory and State, a 14-point uh, road favorite tonight against the Huskies. Uh, do, do they give uh, NC State any trouble tonight? Absolutely. The team O-line is, is still can win you games. And this is a great matchup for NC State's defensive line going up against the UConn offensive line, their run game. But I'm not sold on Brennan Armstrong, number one. We saw a lot of him at Virginia, and I don't know where this 14-point spread came from uh, because this UConn team, we saw them last year in the opener when we had no idea what was going what to expect from them on the Jim Moore Jr. Slow down a high-powered Utah State spread offense. So now they're going to get them. They didn't get to a bowl game at the end of the season. They're riding high. A lot of their starters returned. They're grounded in foundational football, run game, defense. This is going to be a problem for NC State. You know, 14 and a half points is way too much. And it's come down since this line opened, I think, at 15 or 16. And we're going to continue to see it slowly creep downward because I feel like now more people are starting to get caught up to how good UConn is at the point of attack. 
Emery, I highlighted a few uh, just pure curiosity games for this weekend, week one, and and Matt Rule back in college football with Nebraska tonight. Deion Sanders with Colorado taking on TCU on Saturday. And to a lesser degree, and we've been following it because they're in the state and in the American, but Biff Pogey at Charlotte, Emery, I don't know if you've been following all the stuff he's been saying this offseason. I'm, I'm fascinated to see how things work out for him in Charlotte. But how about uh, some debuts, coaching debuts coming up this weekend? Which one you, you're kind of keeping a close eye on? Which one of them uh, have a chance to win when you talk about Matt Rule and uh, Deion Sanders? First, I do like Coach Pogue and what he's been doing online, social media. That's, that's the type of college coaches we need, right? <laughs> this, this game is entertainment. Let's make this thing fun. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing Coach Prime and what he does at Colorado. And to me, 20 points um, for TCU replacing their quarterback, star receiver, two-star offensive lineman against a team that you really don't have an idea about because you can't watch Jackson State tape because that offense is still at Jackson State. They bring in Sean Lewis, who's the head coach at Kent. And, yeah, you could study his offense, but now you got to go and study whoever is returning, which is like four people on Colorado's team. You really don't have a gauge on what's going to happen. So I think this is a true wild card game. And I know Coach Prime has been hearing all the chirping back and forth about his process, and this is not going to work. It sounds a lot like what they said when he took over at Jackson State and all he did was go out there and run through the entire Southwestern Athletic Conference two years in a row. So for me, this is a game where I think Colorado, and this is the perfect spot too because of what TCU will be replacing offensively, I think Colorado pulls off a big week one upset. All right, Emory Hunt joining us here on Pirate Radio Live. Emory, uh, with the transfer portal and everything, there's a lot of teams with quarterback questions right now and 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 questions as to who will play not if they have solid quarterbacks but they're at Alabama they're at uh, at Ohio State I've told a lot of people this summer that think this is uh that, that the dynasty could be slowly cracking there in Tuscaloosa and and maybe it's a two or three loss Alabama team uh, some folks don't have them in the the playoff how about you as far as the playoff goes and uh, and what kind of team Nick Saban will have this year yeah, that's the biggest question, what they're going to get at quarterback. And, and until that question gets answered, I think you have to look at both LSU and Georgia being serious contenders in the SEC and the college football playoff, which kind of pushes Alabama out. And uh, it, it's fascinating because when you think about Georgia, everyone's kind of rubber stamping those guys. And, you know, oh, yeah, they got Carson Beck. They should, they should be good to go. Like, wait a minute. He's been on a team for the last two years, and this is a team that had to go to Stetson Bennett twice. So what do we really know about Carson Beck? You know, so for me, there's some questions there. Uh, for Georgia, mainly is that quarterback Alabama. It is mainly at quarterback. And maybe some teams don't fear Alabama anymore. They used to have that Mike Tyson effect where you see the name on the schedule, you see the helmets, they come out there, and you're already down 17 nothing. <laughs> before a ball is snapped, right? Yeah. So maybe that's the situation where they have taken a step back. We'll find a lot about Alabama next week against Texas. Cause that's a game where Texas feels like last year – we should have beat them dudes. Now they come in with all this confidence, and they may actually do it. Emory Hunt joining us, and for those that, that don't know Emory uh, nationally or, or hear him on this show when he comes on, you can tell he, he covers them all, not just the big boys, and that's why I like talking to you, Emory, and every year when we have you on, ECU usually has an FCS opponent on the schedule, and you cover FCS just like you do uh, FBS, so uh, will the Pirates have any trouble later on uh, this uh, next month with Gardner-Webb? What kind of team does Gardner-Webb have? Hey, listen, Gardner-Webb has a really good running back, Nahari uh, Gardner. 
he's a fantastic explosive back and their coach uh coach coach lamb young guy but fantastic football mind and that's a really good team he had last year that got to the playoffs for the first time in i want to say school history um so if you're not aware of nahari gardner the running back you'll get familiar with him he looks like he could play at east carolina with with the speed and explosiveness he has but Really, it's about the O-line, D-line. Now, they do have Ty French, a fantastic edge rusher, kind of like what ECU has up front with their two edge rushers we talked about earlier. Um, but the depth of the O-line and D-line is where things are won, and I think that's where Gardner-Webb still has some ways to go. But it's going to be a fun game because they have some talent on there, right? they got at least two NFL players on that roster. Good insight from Emory Hunt. Emory, uh, as we've gone down these games for week one, you've thrown out some leans uh, or some plays you like. Uh, anything we didn't touch that you you like week one uh, where you, you think uh, you've got an edge there? LSU over Florida State. Um, no one remembers this. And this was a this is fascinating considering how great this dude ended up being. But Harold Perkins barely played in the first game last year. He barely played against Florida State. He was playing special teams. They didn't have him out there. And if you remember back to that game, the main thing that was killing LSU outside of the turnovers was the fact that Jordan Travis on these third downs kept scrambling for first downs. Now, you put in a Harold Perkins to chase around Jordan Travis, and that's not going to be the case anymore. And so I think that right there alone, a couple with the fact that LSU was playing with two true freshman tackles. These guys are now sophomores. They were all SEC performers. And their tight end room, I will say, will rival Georgia's tight end room. They got three legit studs. Mason Taylor, we saw last year as a true freshman. He's back in as a sophomore. But these two true freshmen they got coming in. Uh, Jackson McGowan, outstanding plays, kind of like the late um, Aaron Hernandez and how he was at tight end. And Camorium Pimpleton is another fantastic. He's more of the receiver type, 6'6", that goes up top and plays above the rim. They have three dudes that's a legit problem at tight end, along with the offensive line, along with a quarterback that's, that is, isn't afraid of pressure, and a defense that returns Mason Smith, although he won't play in this ball game for NCAA reasons, and Harold Perkins, who could be a Heisman Trophy candidate. I think LSU is, is tailor-made to, to get revenge against Florida State. Emory Hunt joining us today. Uh, head over to his Twitter uh, for a big bomb uh, parlay you got for a fun Thursday night if people want to want to get involved in that. Emory, uh, you going to be calling some games this year, uh, color analyst work? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, this Saturday I have Norfolk State, Virginia State on ESPN Plus at 2 p.m. So be sure to check that out. See your boy doing his thing at uh, – Big Price Stadium down there in Norfolk, Virginia. Awesome, and uh, we can see on CBS Sports HQ. Anything else to plug, Emory? You're all over the place during football season. What else you got going on? Pre-order the Football Game Plan 2024 Draft Guide over 1,000 individual scouting reports, and you can get that at footballgameplan.com slash 2024 Draft Guide. Emory, you're the man. I always enjoy talking football with you. Keep up the good work, and uh, we'll talk to you again down the road, man. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. That's Emory Hunt joining us on Pirate Radio Live at F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter. Likes the Pirates to stay within the number on a Saturday. Take a time out. Come back. Have more for you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. A party day. Back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. You can shop their entire inventory online at Brown and woodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Cliff. Welcome back into Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Looking forward to the Pirate Radio football kickoff party and we'll be back with you Friday on the air with Pirate Radio Live at 3 o'clock getting you ready for the football weekend and of course Saturday wall-to-wall coverage of east carolina and michigan will be here 8 a.m on the bud light pregame tailgate four hours of pregame coverage taking you up to kickoff during the game we'll be in the pirate radio studios come hang out with us on facebook live and youtube it's a watch party brought to you by celsius looking forward to that coming up with jason nichols marcus crandall chan man and the crew and then after the game the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show will take your calls on saturday afternoon and uh talk about east carolina michigan what we saw from mason garcia the offense the defense and uh kind of look ahead as well to marshall app state challenging non-conference schedule for the pirates in 2023 and uh, we'll talk about it all coming up all day saturday right here on pirate radio let's uh hear from some of the players a couple of players that I had a chance to talk to earlier this week. And uh, one of those guys was East Carolina wide receiver Jalen Johnson looking for his opportunity to maybe be the one this year in this offense with the departures of C.J. Johnson, of Isaiah Winstead, of Ryan Jones. Could it be Jalen Johnson getting the most targets this year for East Carolina? Had a chance to catch up with him earlier this week inside of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Here with power wide receiver Jalen Johnson. Jalen, uh camp over uh practice uh, a few more practices before you go to the big house how you feeling uh, how's the confidence level in you and the team here um, i'm feeling good as a team we're feeling confident we've had a great fall camp um we've had some good practices after camp ended and um we're trying to just keep stacking days this week so we can feel utmost confidence going in saturday in our game plan i'm telling everybody that we got to lock in on the game plan we can't have any MAs in practice so uh, coach can be confident in us and we could expand our playbook as much as we can. What stands out to you? I mean, Michigan, obviously number two in the country. Very, very good team. Well, anything stand out in particular to you about their defense when you look at them? Um, I think they play a really sound defense. Um, it's not too complicated because, of course, they've got talent all over the field, so they feel like they don't have to do a lot of uh, exotic blitzes, exotic coverages that a lot of teams do. But I've got a lot of respect for their system and just the way they work and how sound and disciplined they are. Do you think this offense is going to be able to handle the 100,000-plus as far as the noise, the environment, and and uh, how about you, Mason, and, and everybody getting together and making sure that's not a factor on Saturday? Yeah, I think we'll be able to handle it. Um, you know, it's just all about watching the ball, um, knowing the cadence, hearing all the play calls, making sure you locked in on the signals and just knowing what to do. Because at the end of the day, once that ball snapped, the uh, crowd's going to go quiet. And I guess in your previous stop, you've been to some pretty large venues, right? So mm-hmm. that's something. Uh, are you telling the younger guys, maybe giving them some advice on how to handle all that? Yeah, I've given them uh, some advice just 
don't go out there. You got to embrace the moment, of course. But uh, we're going down there early on Friday just to look at the stadium, just to see how big it really is. And then once Saturday comes, like we've seen it already, it's re every time to play. Um, so when we step in between those white lines, I tell them just treat it just like practice. The way we go hard and practice, treat everything like a game rep, that's all you got to do. Because nobody gets nervous for a Tuesday practice at ECU. So I felt like you shouldn't get nervous for a Saturday game because it's really all the same thing. That's East Carolina wide receiver Jalen Johnson. Also talked to Jeremy Lewis, uh, Greenville's own uh, from South Central. Talked to Jeremy about uh, the game coming up and uh, how ready the Pirates are to go. Right, here with Jeremy Lewis. Jeremy, uh, one of the vets on this team, getting ready for a big one on Saturday. How's, uh, how are you? How's the team feeling heading into Saturday? Uh, we're feeling prepared, you know, Coach. We have we've had a, a decent amount of time to prepare for these guys, so you know, you know, we're going against a great, great program, a great, a great team, and you know, they got a good staff. So you know, just we feel prepared. You know, been having a lot of time to prepare, and I think uh, I think we're going to be very healthy going into the game. So I'm ready. You're one of the leaders last year. Now you look around, and, and you know, no Miles, no Xavier, no Holton, uh, a lot of older guys. So, uh, but you do have a lot of veterans on this team. Who are some of the leaders along with you that are kind of speaking to the group on this team? Oh, we got a lot of guys, you know, uh, me, Julius, Mason, Rajay, uh, Big Tay, Eli, Shane. You know, we got a lot of guys, a lot of leaders on this team. You know, we have our own, like, leadership council, which is a, just a group of guys that, you know, get together and just find out ways to, you know, help this team win. So, you know, we got a lot of, we got a lot of guys. You mentioned Mason. Has he found his voice in the locker room? Can, is he a, kind of a different guy he was two, three years ago? Almost definitely, you know, he's really had to embrace his role as a starting quarterback, and, you know, that comes with being a vocal leader, not only being a leader on the field. So he's definitely, you know, trending, trending upward with that, you know what I'm saying? He still has a lot of work to do. Everybody does, but nobody's perfect. But he's definitely he's definitely gaining. I know the coaches uh, depend on you to, to stop the run, also go after the quarterback. So sure. Michigan can do, can do a little bit of everything. What are you kind of keying in on uh, as far as the Michigan offense goes? Uh, you know, they're a very physical team. You know, they're going to come out and try to establish a run game. And if you can't stop the run, it's going to be hard to win. That's what Coach preaches. So you got to stop the run and be able to run the ball as an offense. So just going out there, trying to stop the run, get those guys to not play how they normally play, you know, really put the ball in the air and try to defend that pass. Uh, Jeremy going into the big house, uh, facing Michigan. How, how excited are you, a Winterfield kid, uh, playing in such a big stage like that? Nah, very excited. You know, it's, it's none other, you know, being on that being on that scene, never seen nothing nothing like that. You know, this is the biggest, one of the biggest stadiums I've been around. There's just twice the size. So, <laughs> you know, being able to go out there and being a local kid from Greenville, being able to, you know, put on for my city is going to be amazing. Uh, South Central, by the way, two and zero. Is oh, Chris yeah. Cherry a better basketball coach or football coach? I got to stick with the basketball. <laughs> As of right now, he's looking real good. Shout out to him. Thanks, Jeremy. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. He and the players are—they're uh, prepared. They're ready to go for Saturday. Mike Houston ready to go as well. And uh, Mike Houston talked about the keys to maybe putting a little fear in Michigan, staying in the game, making it a fight. Here's what he had to say about that. Well, I think it's. I think it's more of, you know, staying away from the big mistakes that give your opponent something that they didn't have to earn. Uh, I, th I think that's the biggest thing from an offensive standpoint, just staying away from the big errors. It's okay to throw a ball away every once in a while. You know, it's okay to punt, okay? And what's not okay to do is lay the ball on the ground on the 10-yard line. What's not okay is to throw, you know, throw a post ride into post coverage and, uh, and give up a, a cheap interception. You know, so it's. I think that's the bigger 
you know, the bigger thing, especially early in the ball game. Early in the ball game, because you do have all those juices and everything, it's going to be um, not making the big mistake that gives them momentum. You know, staying in the game early because after that, everybody's going to kind of settle down and then it's going to come down to play in the game. All right, it's well documented at this point that Mike Houston's not going to name a starting quarterback. We'll find out Saturday. Not even going to throw out a depth chart. He was asked earlier this week if he was going to name a starting quarterback, and here's how he responded. We're going to have 70 guys get on that plane Friday and head to Ann Arbor. And uh, when we take the field on offense, there'll be 11 out there. And that's it'll be the same way on defense. And I just, I'll tell you, I'm, the, every year that goes by, you always look and evolve and stuff. And I, I'll tell you, I just, if you ask me to put together a depth chart, I mean, there'd be so many names on there. And I couldn't really tell you, you know, this is a starter and this is not because there may be a guy that might be listed on a depth chart as a two, but he's going to be out there for the first snap. So technically, he's a starter. Um, and I just, you know, we're going to play a lot of guys uh, on both sides of the football. We're going to play a lot of guys on special teams that have critical roles. And so, um, you know, we, we know who's going to take the first snap, and uh, everybody else will find out at 12 whatever the kickoff time is on Saturday. One of the big keys on Saturday will be special teams. That's making your field goals, but it's also – punting uh putting michigan uh in tough spots offensively flipping the field winning those battles and mike houston talked about the importance of special teams for the game against the wolverines it's going to be it's going to be very important um you know we talked about it this morning you know we've got to do a great job uh whether it's you know your kicker your punter your coverage units protections whatever we gotta do a great job of trying to create as long of a field as possible for them you know each possession you know the 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 the, the more we can, you know, give them a long ways to drive in order to capitalize, you know, the more successful we're going to be. And, and conversely, you know, the better job we can, can do of giving our, uh, you know, giving our offense, you know, great field position throughout the day, um, you know, the numbers just, you know, they'll tell you that uh, field position is going to, going to dictate, you know, your, your percentages as far as scoring on each drive. So uh, controlling the field position through the special teams is going to be critical on Saturday. And a bit of a unique recall. Uh, Michigan won't have their head coach or offensive coordinator in the game on Saturday. And Mike Houston was asked if those suspensions for Michigan will have any kind of impact on the game. I'd rather sit some of those players out. So, uh, no, I mean, I, you know what they have coming back. Uh, I don't think it will impact their scheme at all. Uh, they have an experienced play caller that will call the game on Saturday. Um, we know him a little bit. And, uh I'm sure that you know they're they're coaching the team throughout the week, uh, so you know they're they're going to put the game plan together. Um, you know they just got to have you know a couple of guys implemented on game day, so I think it'll have a minimal impact on the on the game overall. All right, there's Mike Houston. You also heard from Jeremy Lewis and Jalen Johnson. Pirates and Wolverines coming up on Peacock. That's right, folks. Peacock saturday at noon we're with you on the bud light pregame tailgate 8 a.m saturday morning come hang out with us uh while you're drinking your coffee eating your breakfast and getting ready for some football we'll take a time out come back have more for you on pirate radio live here on a thursday we're back with you after this
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Welcome back to Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Clip Rock here with you Wednesday on Pirate Radio Live. We talked to East Carolina Athletics Director John Gilbert. LRB and I chatted with John Gilbert for an hour. If you missed it, it's available to download. It's available on YouTube, Pirate Radio TV, uh, Facebook Live, and you can hear the interview in its entirety. Uh, let's look back at part of that interview from Wednesday with the East UF AD, John Gilbert. Thank you for hanging out with us, John. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Ramping up to the season, and uh, and what a way to kick off a season. Michigan in the big house. You uh, excited to, to make that trip on Saturday? You, you know, I am excited. It's, um, you know, we, we scheduled this game four years ago, and, and obviously it's a, it's a payday that will help uh, stabilize finances, which, you know, we need. Um, I, I can, can honestly say I probably had buyer's remorse just a little bit. <laughs> Uh, you know, it would have been nice to open with a, a FCS opponent to, you know, get the guys some experience. But, you know, talking to the guys on the team, I, I've heard – if I've heard it once, I've heard it a hundred times. You know, once-in-a-lifetime experience, they're going to be able to tell their grandkids about this. You know, being able to play in a venue like that, uh, I think it is a great opportunity for visibility, and I know the Pirates will go up and compete. I was on a podcast last night with a, a Michigan fan, uh, whatever, and, and they said, what's the ECU fan perspective on this game? And and I kind of started with the fans are excited because, you know, going to the big house is kind of a college football fan bucket list item. And I remember LRB four years ago, whatever, when it was scheduled, people already started making plans and getting tickets and should have a great Pirate contingency there on Saturday. Yeah, what we've uh through us we've sold you know 2000 plus tickets we've got a plane of donors going up the day of the game it, it, it it's going to be a, a really good day for ECU um and I'm looking forward to it. What is the financial windfall for East Carolina? What, what, what does East Carolina get paid to play at Michigan, and then what does that money go towards? Well, it's it's um it's a 1.8 million guarantee, and it'll you know it'll go to departmental operating budget. Like it'll go to you know support uh you know everything we're doing it and you know obviously we're going to continue to invest in our football program and you know we've made investment investments and we'll continue to make investments and obviously those funds go to help stabilize all of that the 1.8 guaranteed is does it mean east carolina can get more or is that that's that's based on other circumstances no no it's it's 1.8 and and we'll spend you know, when we go to a game like that, just ballpark, we're going to spend one hundred and fifty and one hundred seventy-five thousand just in getting there and back. You know, when you look at, um, you know, a, a plane full of players and staff, it is a small army. They're all staying in the hotel and they're all eating three meals a Absolutely. day, and 
it, it's not cheap uh and and so we'll spend a little bit of that to get there and back absolutely when you look at uh getting a payday for a game like this for or versus having a home game you mentioned versus fcs opponents how, how do you balance out the, the the pros and cons to everything well, well i think in scheduling you, you know Everybody has an opinion on scheduling. Absolutely. And I think you have to balance. I think it is good for us to play these types of games. I'm not sure that I'd want to play one every year. You know, when you play these games, look, look, the the finances are one thing and they're really important. And I'm not discounting that. But typically when you play these games, you're a significant underdog. And you want to make sure at the end of the day – at ECU, it is a really important for us to be bowl eligible, number one. Uh, we want to play for championships, so we want to win our league, which, you know, we'll talk realignment later uh, today. Uh, ultimately, you want to get in the playoff. You, you know, if you win your league uh, and have a competitive record, we, we want to be in the playoff, U- ultimately, is what I want to see. And you just have to be real careful with scheduling on that because, you know, if you look at a host number of teams, and I could pull up the schedules and, and, and show you, you know, th- there's some teams that I would tell you, hey, after about the fourth week, they're, they're done based on who they scheduled and so there is a fine balance with it you want to schedule games that everybody wants to see and go to uh, but you also need to schedule games that you know will will help propel you into conference play as well is 1.8 million kind of the number like like hey look when you do games like this in the future is that is that kind of like hey look that's where we are versus like how much money does East Carolina make on a home game well I, I think when you look at these games and you look at the landscape in college football, there there are only, I, I would call it maybe one hand, so let's call it five schools, there, there might be six, that would pay that kind of money for a guarantee game. You know, Ohio State, Michigan, um, and Michigan, and then the rest of them are in the uh, SEC. No one else is paying that that uh, kind of game guarantee. And, and so, uh, again, you want to be careful with them. Uh, that that you don't over schedule, but but I want to have I want to have good fun games that that everybody enjoys and is looking forward to. You mentioned the, the playoff a moment ago, and access to the playoff has been almost impossible. Though Cincinnati showed it was possible to get there from the American, so it's expanding to twelve, and the format for twenty four and twenty five right now is the highest conference rated conference champion out of the. Are we calling it the group of five? Whatever we're calling it uh, has access to that playoff. But it sounds like there's talks of maybe that changing. How much are you following those talks in the future of the playoff and what it's going to look like? And who has a chance to actually get into that playoff? Well, just to back up a little bit in front of that, I, I think when people talk about realignment and what realignment is looking like, I think the end game is making sure you have access to the playoff. And so right now, in fact, the conference uh, commissioners uh, are meeting today in uh, Dallas uh, to talk through that. You know, right now it's six and six. Mm -hmm. So so, uh, six automatic qualifiers, six at large. I think ultimately what will happen is it's probably going to end up a five and seven because, you know, 
we, we don't know with 100% certainty, but it certainly looks like the Pac-12 uh, after next year will be um, – th- they may still be around and alive, but they're probably not going to be an automatic qualifier at that point. But it would still give us an opportunity, again, using the group of five term, that fifth spot would be for the highest rated group of five school. It, and so um, – I'm excited that we we clearly have a path yeah. uh, to the playoff, uh, and it certainly is feasible for a school from uh, the American Athletic Conference to to be in the playoff. Back looking at uh, future scheduling, I saw you had an open slot in 2025, 2026, and, and 2028, and then two slots in, I think, 2029. And then kind of when you get to the 2030s, it's kind of wide open. With all the uncertainty right now with conference realignment and everything, are you aggressive in is is how is all athletic directors how how aggressive or are they just like hey maybe or is everything on hold or are you i mean what's the deal with with scheduling future games is 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 there things in the works right now that you're going to be releasing and talking about soon well we we are certainly looking and being aggressive in scheduling games and you know, I still believe in regional matchups because they're good for everybody. And, and I'm not saying we won't, you know, go play somebody out west if it's a, if it's a really good game and makes a lot of sense. But there is a lot of good football in in our region, um, and, and so I do want to focus. You know, when we do, you know, let's say we play a Power Five game, and uh, then we're going to play. Let's call it a group of five game at home, a group of five game on the road, and then probably an FCS game is kind of the formula. Next year, we should have had BYU coming in. And BYU, this was an old contract, and in their contract it said, if if we get into a league, we can move the game without penalty. And so they needed to push the game from next year to 25, which put us in a lurch with who was available. And it was, you know, New Mexico State, Utah State, and Liberty. And we ended up, you know, from a proximity standpoint, it didn't make sense. It was going to be a road game because we already had six home games. It didn't make sense for us to go on the road to New Mexico State or Utah State. So uh, we did Liberty, and then Liberty will come back to Greenville. Ultimately, you'd like to have a Power 5 game next year, but due to that contract and, and timing. Um, but but those games are important, and, and I look at it almost every day uh, because things change. Um, you know, you get a development here and there. This team wants to move the game from week two to week four, you know, then you go, hey, if we're going to move it, what about if we just move it all together? Like, let's push it back so I can, you know, you know, change the schedule some. So we've got a few time, a few games where we need to schedule some FBS opponents, and then we have a few years where FCS. But but ultimately, you know, we do want to schedule good games. State and Wake are on future schedules. Uh, any conversations with Duke or Carolina, and any future conversations with with State and Wake? They're obviously teams in the state, and of course Appalachian too. They're a team that's on the schedule this year. Yeah, I think the Appalachian series um, is a really good series. I don't love the current. Contract we're in uh, because 
you know, we're basically, we had to go to Charlotte and now we're going to Boone back to back, but we're going to reap the benefit. They're going to come to Greenville twice. I really prefer the, hey, we'll come to your place. You come to ours. Let's rotate. But I think the app series is a good series. They're a really good football team, good history. It makes sense. Uh, so that that's certainly a series I would be interested in extending into the future. What about the ACC teams? Are they... You know, uh, would love to play them. Uh, you know, w- certainly there's got to be want to on the other side. And um, there's still a lot of hesitation. This is what I'm getting. Yeah, I, I think um, I, I think really short of political action, I, I don't see them wanting to come back to Greenville. Now, they'll play us at their place. Right. So but, they're back to the stance of come here, but yeah. we're not coming back to Greenville. And, and again, I go back to, and, and you can say, oh, let's do a two for one. Okay, that means you're going to their place twice. You're going to be a underdog twice. You're not going to benefit financially from that, and they're going to come to your place one time. I'm not saying we won't ever do those. We may have to you know, get in a position where at some point we look at it. I am not a fan of those. Um, I, I just think it puts your team at a disadvantage two years in a row. Uh, tough, you know, it's just a tough situation. What about having seven home games versus keeping it at six and six? If you if you have an opportunity where you already have, like on those open slots, you already have two home games, you know you're going to have four conference games. Like you start searching to try to make it balance out or do you go, hey, maybe we get another FCS, you know, try to get more wins or yeah. it would be the, uh, the goal of it. Well, I, I'm not opposed to seven home games as long as, you know, we got caught in a quandary last year with four home games. In a row. I, it. If I can help it, I will never ever do that. And we we got stuck. It wasn't it wasn't necessarily our non conference schedule. It was in that year. It was every school had scheduled the first four weeks of the year non conference wise. The only other school that had not done that was Navy. Typically, there are two or three teams. That if you look at their schedule in the non-conference, they have a game late in the year that's a non-conference game. And so what happens is on the conference schedule, they're going down one, you know, week one, two, three, four. Okay, everybody is scheduled the first four weeks of the season in non-conference. Our conference play is going to begin in the fifth week of the season. But what happens is, let's say in week two that there are two teams that have not scheduled a non-conference game in week two. You are forcing the conference to pit you against one each uh, against one another in week two. And so I do love the first four weeks to schedule non-conference because it, I feel like I have a little better control of what happens to us in the conference schedule. When, when you have to play a non-conference game late in the season – it, it, you're going to get matched up with whoever's available uh, in the conference. I'd heard uh, East Carolina was maybe looking to to play a week zero game this year, um, and and I know we had scheduled Marshall for a week zero game during the COVID year, but um, how about week zero? Is that uh, what are the I guess advantages disadvantages, and, and were you trying to get one of those for this year? Well, there. there are, 
I did look at it. Um, you know, I saw with, uh, you know, open the game at a Michigan, and obviously you're going to start a bunch of young players yeah. that haven't, you know, good players, but just haven't had the game experience. And so I did inquire about playing a week zero game, but was told by the um, football oversight committee that those waivers were not being approved. Like it had to be a special circumstance. Yeah. And, and so if you'll remember, during COVID, we did get a waiver to play Marshall in Week Zero because it was the 50th anniversary of the plane crash game, and and so I think you can get the waiver in in that regard. They really weren't didn't have the appetite to approve them. So w- once I started to to get that feedback, I backed off. There's been some crazy, crazy I guess, and unique ideas. They played a football game at Bristol. Speedway, they you know they just played in Ireland, and you know we played in Charlotte before. Do you get phone calls from venues or teams saying, "Hey, let's let's put together something to do something a little unique"? You, you know, yes. Uh, and I was at Tennessee when we did the Bristol game with Virginia Tech. One of the neater things that um, I've been involved with, we had a hundred fifty six thousand people. It's a big money maker too, right? It it was uh, it was a good day, yeah, uh, financially. Uh, certainly in favor of those what what i don't want to do is i don't want to move a game out of you know and i'm just picking charlotte because it's the closest city i don't want to move a game out of greenville north carolina and move it to charlotte um if it's a home good game for east carolina like i don't think that is fair to the local businesses it's not fair to the community um you know, now occasionally, if the opportunity presents itself where we have a open game or an open week and pick the year, let's just say it's 26, and there's going to be an opponent, and you know they're not interested in coming to Greenville, but they would play us in Charlotte. Certainly open for that type of discussion, but a game that's scheduled for Greenville, North Carolina, I really do not want to move. All right, there's John Gilbert from Wednesday's edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a time out, come back, have more for you when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, wrapping it up here on Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. We'll be back with you Friday, 3 o'clock, a football free beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Stay tuned for that and for a big day on Saturday. Bud Light pregame tailgate, 8 a.m., the watch party. With myself, Cranman, Jay Nick, Chanman, coming up uh, during the game and then after the game, the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Going to be a big weekend, a big Saturday of Pirate football. We'll talk to you Friday, 3 o'clock on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.